what we're saying is that the way we do it now is shit. Yeah, basically. That's the start of the podcast. Anyway, good evening on the Suffolk Crown. It's guys, this. Welcome to episode 97 of the Madness Podcast. <laughs> we're down one again. We are. Middlemeister. He's dead. Yeah. He said to me, I've got a headache. I think it's your fault for giving me a full shift at work. Yep. And so, so I hit him around the back of the head with a shovel. Yeah. And then we took him to the grave digging competition again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so He questioned how good we were at it. And then we dug two graves. One for Middlemeister. One for Bard. Yep. And yet again, we are likely to win. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I was pretty proud of it. Oh, we're all proud of our grave digging abilities. So that's great. Anyway. <laughs> well, well, obviously we've now moved on to the laser planning and so forth. <laughs> Let's just get it just right. We're getting high tech. Yeah, we're going to yeah. end up with a, um, you know, the old where uh, the water jets. You just put it on a frame and it just sprays <laughs> down. <laughs> just like cut it out there to remove the excess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now what we do is we have four big long sheets of metal which are sharpened and you sort of put that like a cookie Funk. cutter yeah. and then you have to sort of, then what you have to do is dig a second grave next to it so you can slide one underneath it and then you lift the whole thing out then you chuck the body and then you just drop it straight back on it again and there you go job done it's easy as that well, and now they know our secret yeah, they do I was wondering because obviously the coffin's quite big I know you get a bit of a bump after you put a grave down but they must have to do some excess sort unless they really ram it down hard yeah. So oh. presumably every graveyard's just got. That must be where they all have all these like you know people like witches and stuff, and they do their spell casting at the graveyard sort of. And there's obviously an excess. Ta da! Makes sense. Yeah, they're obviously selling on the side. You got just basically just got to contact the local witching community and say, look, uh, is that is that, yeah. is that where where can I source some um, you know I have newt. <laughs> so apparently. Mm. Oh, so I was listening to another podcast. This is actual fact. Another podcast? I know. You're I cheating, on us, are you? Yes, but this one's not a gaming-related podcast. It's safe. They were saying that actual fact they think now that there's a lot, in sort of the witches' groups, they use a lot of like code words and so forth. Yeah, makes so, sense. So I of new wasn't it? You know, I knew it was. It meant something else. Like I yeah, those like, charcoal. Yeah, or there's sort of. like um, there's certain flowers that are like snake heads and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. So all these sort of funny names is actually just code words yeah. but people took it literally over time which makes a lot of sense yeah well in the grand scheme of things if you didn't know then you would just instantly assume that it's something that you yeah. do know and yeah. you know which makes a like, lot when, of sense. like when uh, uh, you know you have like various slangs in different parts of the country and you're like what the fuck did he just call me I said like, oh no no that means this which is a great power if you meet some people from not part of your part of the country. You can just tell them whatever you like. It's just to annoy strangers. That's all them slangs are for. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're a real fuckface. I'm so pardon. Well, fuckface means you're great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's what everybody says around here. Oh, well, you're a fuckface. I know. I have fans. Maybe they can't even say. And you just know that off. Then he's in them off. Go and off they were. And you know, at some point they're going to call someone a fuckface. That'd <laughs> be great. Yep. You're an evil bastard, aren't you? <laughs> You've got to have fun every now and again somehow, haven't you? Yeah, the darkest of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Causing somebody else harm. I mean, when I see the news reports, some poor sod's been beaten up and sort of left in a bloody pulp for insulting like some gang members, I do feel a small twinge of guilt, but it soon goes away. You feel a small twinge of guilt? If it, if it doesn't go away, I find rum fixes that problem quite... If I'm you drown the guilt fairies, do you? Yes, every night. 
It's now I can stop the screaming. <laughs> Every night when I go to bed, I just uh, if, I don't, if I don't go to bed half drunk, I just, it's just screaming all night long. <laughs> I spent a couple of hours on 4chan on the yeah. boards. Is that what it's like? Yeah. I probably shouldn't have moved next to that torture chamber. The rate was so reasonable. You shouldn't have rented out that basement to the dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She gave me a discount, though. Well, you know, swings and roundabouts. I know. Well, I understand. I understand, you know. But sometimes, Nick, a good night's sleep. It's worth every penny. I was going to say, I haven't had a good night's sleep in over ten fucking years. I'll get you some rum. (laughs) Yeah, I can drown. You can drown the laughing out. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Like, what happens if I was dead? Why he drank himself to death? I was just cheating off because I actually thought I didn't know if I knew if I started that recording or not yet. We've been doing this for how many years and we're still having to do these random checks? It's paranoia. That is a sign of a good person who does checks things. Who does checks things? He does checks things. Checks things. In in Japan, they have this policy of whenever they go past on a Katrasa sign, they point at it and read it out, and that's just sort. And they find that that helps if they like to remember stuff and actually do stuff. Also, when they do like any like, they will actually state what they're going to do. If they do, like when they say what to do an operation, to, like say I don't know whatever you do on trains to make them go, like you know you know like you know deep crystallize the lithium matrix and like you know <laughs> insert like the coal into the hadron reactor and decouple the main brake systems and um, you know squish the passengers in and you know um, activate the neutron rockets that sort of stuff mm. I'm assuming that's how it works on trains of course they literally all like did actually like points and say I'm now going to switch on the main switch and then do it and mm-hmm. they find by doing that they're less likely to make mistakes well yeah for sure because you've got a, you've, uh, it's it pre-planned might. as you say you're like oh hang on a minute that doesn't sound right that's yeah. not what comes after so like almost like a nursery rhyme like yeah. when you try and spell uh, because as weird as it sounds when we were taught how to spell because in school because they said that every, loads of people was, were misspelling because it's big elephants can't always use small exits that's but it we, yes some but, of that but we remember that but we can't spell because so when you say that we get it right if you don't say it we were fucking it up it's like if ever you whenever you I always find even now if I'm organising something alphabetically I will mentally go for the alphabet but I'll sing like in my head I'll sing it through yeah I won't just go A, B, C I'll do the A, B, C, D, E, F, G yeah give it a little beat to it so then you know if you go off Y, and Z Z that's because I grew up watching Sesame Street and it really threw me yeah, goddamn Sesame Street. Like, I, I was as careful. Why is C at the end? You got C after a B. Why is this, Why is the alphabet got two C's in it? That really threw me. Fucking big bird. <laughs> yeah, big old big bird. Um, I think he dies at some point. I can't remember if that's true or not. The or count's not. dead. What did he get? State. Yeah. Oh, good. Poor count. Yeah, I think big bird. I, think, I vaguely think he's dead. I've not kept up with the um well, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> with the latest dramas of that of that fine soap opera that is Sesame Street. In the grand scheme, you've got to think Sesame Street is probably one of the most hardcore reality TV shows ever. Mm, you know, like all these people I'm, like I know that like friends and that, like that's a sitcom, isn't it? But like you know, it's it's that bizarre crossover. Sesame Street does all of it. Yeah, no, Sesame yeah. is a, it's an amazing series. It's reality TV. They are, they are. I mean, it's yeah, spliced in with a bit of a bit of a sitcom here and there. Yeah, you know, 
And then you've got a bit of the news. Yeah. Current events. Yeah, yeah, they're really all for that. Yeah, all just like everything. Sesame Street is everything mushed in. If you ever want to see what the world's greatest television should be. Sesame Street. Exactly. I'm just telling you, if, uh, that is prime viewing right there. And yeah. anyone disagrees with me, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. You're just wrong. Yeah. I didn't explain that very well, but trust me, it's no. the best of everything. Yeah, I don't need I'm to explain just, it. Just I, I, I'm it. So, I'm, I mean, I'm slightly ashamed that I've not kept up with all the latest canon yeah. that is in Sesame Street. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know if Oscar's a Grinch, uh, Grouchester in it. You know, he might be I gone. I bloody hope so. How dare... If you can't yeah, have the Grouch. But, uh, well, Cooking Monster's probably got diabetes by now. <sighs> can't have man. He's Cooking yeah. Monster. Uh, Burt and Ernie. I don't know if they're still in it. I reckon there's probably been some kind of outrage over Bert and Ernie over the years. They have, they got complaints because they used to sleep in the same bed. And people, and people complained that those that were sort of promoting homosexual ideas and they apparently were saying, well, then they're... All the children are going to be gay! It's like, no, they... Well, apparently their response was, Muppets don't have a sex. Yeah, makes sense. They're therefore, Muppets. Therefore, they can't, they can't be straight or gay. They are Muppets. Yeah. How dare you tie a gender to a Muppet, you bastards! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, other than that, it's all good. <laughs> so, anyway, shall we start actually the proper podcast? Now we're just discussing Sesame Street. Uh-huh. This is not. This, this is going to go on the list of things I did not expect we'll be discussing. It's always the way. It's always <laughs> the way. Uh-huh. This is what our listenership comes back for: is the random things we discuss. Well, that's it. And then you decide to cut them out and wonder why the audience drops off. <laughs> Mate, that was over an hour and ten minutes long we discussed the British school system. It's like, this really has got to get removed. But loads, most people don't know why it's shit. Goes on a rant about why the British school system. Don't make me have to edit it again. I've edited it once already. I had to click the cut button. I had to click the scissor. No, I do some, no, do some proper editing. I had to find a moment where it sounded naturally. That because I had to basically then get. To the oh end. my god! You well, actually did some editing. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because so I had to go to the end and find where we say goodbye. Because obviously we didn't say that before, so I had to cut that bit out and then somehow find a way to merge that in so you can't tell the bit I deleted. That I felt guilty, so I put a bit at the front. We are pretty cool. Where I said, "Guys, I've edited a lot of stuff out. Of this, if you want to watch it, go on the channel." Oh dear. Yeah. Giving yourself extra work, mate. Learn. I know. So you I, haven't been playing any games, you've been editing. Yes. Yeah, you've now learned to just edit and took me all, That took me all of ten minutes. Oh, how could yeah, you? Yeah, it's a lot of work to do that. That's not counting rendering time either. Oh dear. Wait, yeah. do we count a rendering time for anything these days? Well, it took about 15 seconds to render out the audio file. Yeah, I'd feel, I'd feel quite bad about that. I mean, you could have been using them cycles on something else. Like, yeah. I'm watching really, Sesame Street. I did. Well, I'm on the back. That's why I've got two monitors. <laughs> have That's why it took 15 seconds. Classic Sesame Street on one monitor. You know, I, I always find that it's a good combination. It's, it's like, you know, wine and cheese. They don't sound like they should go together, but Sesame Street, tired of editing programs slash gory first-person shooters... Go together really well. I'd imagine. So, you, you know, when it gets a bit too much and you sort of like, you know, pass any isolation, for example, you've been killed the first time, you just all turn around and go, ah, <sighs> they're dancing a song about cookies. Yeah, that's it. Ah. You see Cookie Monster, like, oh, you don't, you've not got the game audio on, you just listen to Cookie Monster chow down on, like, his fifth cookie in the last couple minutes. Yeah. Oh, minutes. Cookie Monster must be on a diet. That would actually be amazing to do to have him get diabetes and die of old age. <gasps> yeah. You know he's not actually allowed to eat cookies on set. 
<gasps> but actually, Weiss cup cakes because cookies are too messy for the puppet. The puppet. Obviously, he is real. Of course, he's not. Although I call him a puppet, he's not actually a puppet. He's a real thing. Of course, of course. Don't ruin people's little worlds, no. man. Big Bird is not a man in a suit. No, that's a he's big a bird. Person. Elmo's gone, isn't he? Because his voice, his um, his um. Puppeteer, of course he's real, but his puppeteer got done for, I think, child abuse or something. Really? I think it was Elmo's puppeteer got done, and I, I mean, I can't remember if he got found guilty or went all sort of violent, he wasn't true at the end, I can't remember, so I might be slandering right now. But I definitely remember, I think, I'm sure at some point he got arrested for, like, sort of child pornography or child abuse or something. Damn. Poor Elmo. But, well, he did spend a lot of time up his hands up, up Puppet's bottoms. You have a certain mentality to do that, haven't you? Poor Elmo. <laughs> anyway, so, what have you been playing this this week? Right, well, we've really just gone off the, the tail end of the summer holiday, so I haven't really had a huge chance to play much of anything. So You're playing, yay, the kids aren't here anymore. Yeah, well, as soon as the kids went back to school, I got sick. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, uh, so I didn't really, I, I was like, oh, I want to play a game. I'm just like laying there throwing up all yeah. over myself. What game can I play that doesn't require me staring at the screen for more than a minute? <laughs> well, there you go. Because I play a load of JRPGs and stuff, that requires me to look at the screen and read. It's like, oh, I don't want to be engaged. I just want to press buttons and win. There's probably a Market 4 game that is an audio game. Mm. Right, so it's, but it's connected to a controller. And you can connect to like an Xbox or something. And it's like... You walk down a hill, you see Elmo <laughs> being molested by the cookie monster. Press X to intervene, or Y to, to sniff in the bushes and watch with a camera. <laughs> it's, it's, funny you, it's funny you say that, actually. There was a, one of the first games I ever played on uh, iPhone, which I thought was uh, an absolutely brilliant idea, was using uh, stereo audio to uh, tell a story and uh, based on how you wanted to react to the scenario it played out for you you would tap on different points of the screen so puzzles would be like oh it's an audio puzzle and uh, like so let's say I had five different notes each section of the screen would be separated into a different note and then you'd have to you know tap them in a certain order or uh, uh, respond to certain puzzles just by tapping different parts of the screen. There was no, there was nothing else. It was just literally like, oh, uh, that one, oh, yeah. that one, and then it would tell the story and unfold. And then, I mean, they would last. Sort of choose your own adventure type. Yeah, thing. basically, yeah. But like, an, uh, it was a, a choose your own adventure audio book style thing. It was really, really good. I can't remember what it's called, like Soul Trap or something. I, just, I could see a market for a game where actually it's like you can just sit. So if you like, sort of, if you you are feeling ill, but you could put a pair of headphones on and just have one hand on a controller, and you don't have to actually look at anything. Just let told a story. Can I just throw out there? They were brilliant. Ab- yeah. That was absolutely brilliant. That was one of the first games I played on on a, on an iPhone. I don't think they ever made it to uh, Android or any other platforms. But I thought that was a very, very good use of. Uh, well, because at the time, I mean, no one wanted to play an actual game on a phone because d- controls were crap, and because the iPhones were ridiculously weak. But then that, this, you've got to think this was over ten years ago. Yeah, so, uh, was that an iPhone 3G? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'd like they'd literally only just allowed installing apps on mm. uh, on on the device, but it was very clever, I thought at least. Um, but yeah. Um, 
I have been playing a game. I only started playing it a, a couple of days ago. I've, I've mentioned it before and its series. I shoo you a copy a while ago on PlayStation yes, 4. Did, yeah. um, I said, that looks fucking weird. It looks just up your street. Yep. Um, so the game with, I'm going to be talking about is... Uh, it's on the PlayStation 4, but I'm playing it on the PC because my PS4 is dead. It was the package that came through the post that didn't have any wrapping on it at all other than it shrink wrap. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the postman just hands it to me as if to say, yep, I fucking thought you were a crazy motherfucker. So thank you. Oh, I knew you, I knew you were a pervert. Yeah. <sighs> it's amazing. Senran Kagura, Peach Beach Splash, the entire cover of this big old box. Is it the hentai edition? No, there is no H. Well, kind of. In, uh, in uh, Peach Beach Splash. It's, uh, what was it? It was like roughly the size of an A4 or A3 sheet. A4 sheet. And uh, it was literally just anime bikini models. So, uh, in fairness, Senran Kagura started out on the 3DS, Nintendo, and the the uh, the graphic for it was a ninja scroll uh, stuck in a cleavage. And so for, because uh, you've got to think this is family-friendly Nintendo, to have something like that on a Nintendo console was a bit, fucking hell. Yeah, but family-friendly, that's not such a big taboo in Japan, is it? So that would be sort of family-friendly, it's not such a big taboo. Well, no, but it wouldn't, you, you wouldn't normally see that kind of thing over here. No. Um, but either way, um, really good series, actually, for um, beat-em-ups, because, you know, beat-em-ups as a genre that's died over the years. Anyway, uh, the Senran Kagura series is a is usually a 2D side scroll and beat 'em up, or a uh, third person Dynasty Warriors esque uh, kill everything that moves on the screen brawler, uh, featuring what a high school of ninja girls. Right. And then as you would beat the shit out of your opponent, their clothes would rip, depending on how hard you'd hit them. So I've played many a game like this. So, uh, uh, some of the Neptunia games had that mechanic. Senran Kagura, Valkyrie Drive, uh, other other games like that. Anyway, Peach Beach Splash is the same kind of groove, and I nicknamed it Splatoon with Boobs. Okay. So Splatoon being a third-person shooter where you win by Let's covering, see. you win by covering the ground in your own team's ink. None of that in in Senran Kagura. We were just calling it Splatoon with boobs because it was ninja chicks running around with water pistols in bikinis. Uh, the idea is that the ninja girls of the three or four ninja high schools of Japan have been teleported to the Peach Beach Splash tournament where they are tasked to run around and shoot each other with super soakers, and that is it. That's it! Right. The story is that whichever team wins the Peach Beach Splash tournament gets to ask for what the fuck ever they want. That's it. That is the motivation. That's as far as I've got with the story. Hang on, and so this is still a... Dynasty Wars style fighter, or was that? It's a third person shooter of sorts. Right. So, well, that's the weird thing because it, it, it does have a lot of very old school kind of Senran Kagura elements because you've got your main character, which is this ridiculously overpowered character. You might have one other incredibly overpowered character on the other team, and then the other team would ha- like swamp you with cannon fodder enemies that you just slap and they die and explode and launch across the screen. 
Same kind of thing in Peach Beach Splash, except they can send waves and waves and waves of these enemies that are really stupid, that kind of fire and miss. They're like stormtroopers. Um, and you just stand there and just fucking mow them down and they're all gone. Yeah. You, you, no skill at all. You're just running at them going, no! <laughs> and then they all die. Um, Have you seen the gift? Because you know, the Spider Man game got released. Uh, I heard they were making one. I don't know. It's, it's been released no. and everybody's gone mad over it. And it looks quite pretty. There's some put of, uh, video up of where he was dealing with some criminal gangs. He got to the last one, he thought that local law enforcement take him out, so he just stopped and mm. just watched them. Actually, just gave up all the police surrounding this guy, and they're all firing their guns and missing. And he's just firing back and missing. And it just goes, and it just goes on and on. And they just keep missing constantly. <laughs> so it's obviously programmed so they're meant to fire close, but not quite get them, so you can take him out. Sure. So they just see they keep missing. It's just make it look. There's, there's, there's people there's the only thing is there's also like other NPCs that we're still watching it's like oh watch this police shoot over here look at this show pew 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 fucking yeah. funny if the, if the regular city started getting hit with the crossfire <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god so that's what I'm thinking now when you say they can't miss and they, they seriously they, they wouldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat I mean you'd be, if they were on board the Titanic somehow they would levitate oh dear so um, it, it's, but can you do things like you know, upgrade your super soaker or? Uh, no. So each character of the school has a different type of, say, super soaker. So like, you have like the shotgunny one and like the sniper rifley one. <laughs> and um, what's that? A pressure washer? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really weird. I, I don't quite understand how. Look, I've played through one of the school's story arcs. There's, like I said, there's four different schools with different characters. From the, from the schools each have different weapons and stuff like that I've played through one of the story arcs I've got no fucking idea how to play this game please tell me there's a water cannon in it um, there is a water minigun in it isn't that basically a water cannon well I suppose but it looks like a minigun because let's be honest if you had a water cannon you, yeah you just you not, not only will you not get took out they're not getting near you yeah that's it that is it um, it also has you have like a uh, almost like a jetpack powered by water so you end up with um, water tanks for your gun but that also affects the jetpack which is tied to your jump and sprint ability that's an interesting that's an interesting actual mechanic the idea like you've got one resource that Gip has all your abilities yeah effectively so, so you've got to balance it do you want to be highly manoeuvrable but wasting all your ammunition or yeah you because then you could fight, you could get, get into the firefight but then you can't actually do a hell of a lot of damage because you've wasted it getting to it or manoeuvring into a, a different how uh, do you replenish your water uh, literally you can just press and hold a reload button and they re-pump the pressure of the super soaker so it's just like the idea it's unlimited ammo but then you have to ripen yourself up to fire by uh, uh, pumping the so there's no actual water use in it all it's just pressure drop. yeah yeah basically so you've got unlimited ammo but so basically it's Metro 2033 is what you're saying here yes okay good yes that makes with sense. bikini ninjas I, look I'm going to be honest with you I've even though I've played it for about two or three hours I've got no fucking idea what's going on the, when I started the game, uh, and I like Seven Cargo games because generally the story's all right, but this one I just don't understand what the hell's going on. The uh, the, tu- the tutorial, you go into the main menu as you start the game, and it says, okay, you can go play one player mode, two player mode, various other things, and then tutorial. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll go into the tutorial. 
you can go to the the arena bit and practice shooting and things. Okay, cool. Now can I go to tutor tutorial one, please? Nope. Nope, it's not working. I'm pressing the button and it's not what I can't select the tutorial. Okay. So I, I went back into the arena and I, I, cle I cleared the arena out and I went to go do it again. And it's so I was like, well, maybe I have to clear the arena or something before it let me do the tutorial. No. Yeah, please, please complete half the game, then we'll let you do the tutorial. I had to actually start the single player campaign before it would unlock the tutorial. <laughs> So That's that was an interesting design choice. Yes, it was a it was a weird one. Um, so I, I but it didn't explain any of the card system. There's a card system with it, so right. you can you can build a deck per character, and they will give you certain buffs, debuffs for um, enemy units, um, special uh, like shots. So like there's there's one that I've the only one that I've really been able to figure out what it does is like it would like fire. 10 pink homing missiles across the screen to hit your your opponent. I don't know what these cards do. Oh, so, we so, see, is it like you have the cards equipped? Uh, no, so they, uh, you have like a, a, a hand drawn at the start of, of, the, of the match, and then as you use them, it will then go to the next one in like the pile. Okay, kind of can, you, can you control how they are set up in the pile? Uh, no, you can... Tr so basically it will just give you three... Like, let's say you've got a hand of ten uh, that you assigned to that character at the start. It will just go one, two, three. Oh, wait, you use that one that you didn't really like or one that you really like. And then it will just shuffle in another one. Another one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> As that you Yeah. They don't like the fact that I'm I'm talking about Senran Kagura, but uh, it, it's it's weird. I don't understand what any of the cards do. Um, it's not really giving me much of an explanation about it. I guess if I went into the deck building menu, it would tell me, but there is nothing uh, completely obvious when looking at the cards what they actually do. I mean, there's all kinds of fancy icons on them, but what does any of that mean if I haven't got a key to tell me what they do? And those aren't yeah. featured in the tutorial. Good. So I was a bit. So like, it's well designed, this game. Yes, it's 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 really fun, really really fun. Even though like levels could only be like a minute and a half, two minutes, uh, and the story is, is bizarre as bollocks. Uh, really over the top live game show. So what you say is Japanese? Yes, it's amazing. I can't I, honestly. It's it's a hard one to yeah. explain. But it's really fun. Many years ago, we coined the phrase, it went a little bit Japanese. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this game sounds quite a bit Japanese. No, this, uh, this went beyond 11. <laughs> oh. But um, no, yeah, character designs are good. Uh, graphics are pretty good. The PC builds a bit jank, at least on my machine. So uh, when they start, they've got like their little ninja card that they throw up, which then turns into their weapon. As they throw it and it bursts into a, a puddle of water, or a spray of water to become the gun, all of a sudden the frame rate drops to like 5 FPS. Then as soon as they've got hold of the gun again, back to full speed as the match starts. Uh, that's the one thing I've seen tank frame rate every single time, and I don't know why. Uh, no matter what setting I have it on, it will always do that. Uh, PC version does at least run at 60 FPS, whereas the console version apparently ran at 30, if you were lucky. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it's fun. It's a third-person, almost arena goofy shooter with tons of cannon fodder enemies that mean jack shit. A really goofy story about friendship and tits. And very Japanese, then. Yes, it's cool. it's, it's fun. Awesome. Um, well, I play a couple games. Have you? Please tell me you can explain them better than I can. Yeah, well, I can. 
Um, one one was, was the other one really Japanese? Uh, one was a little bit Japanese. I mean, this is not a Japanese-made game, but it felt a bit Japanese. Um, so I've been playing... The first game is Orwell, Ignorance is Strength. Oh, yeah, yeah, the... The, the sequel set. to all. Yeah. Is it set after the events of current? Yes, that's what I found. So actually playing it, things that happened in the first Orwell will happen, and you'll get the same news articles appear. Mm-hmm. Um... So, so should we explain what Orwell is? You, so even though we've gone into great detail about what Orwell is. But someone new might not hear I'm glad this. you played this, because, I, I mean, literally I pulled Senran Kaga out of my ass. And I only started playing it yesterday. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, Orwell, it's it's almost like a simulator, is probably better way to describe it. You, yeah. are, you are basically take the role of a investigator, mm. and the way it works is you work for the government. And your job is basically you're basically working at GCHQ. Yeah. And your job is basically you'll get they'll say right there's this person, they've said this that seems a bit dodgy. We want you to investigate and see if you can track down and find information on them. So uh, as an example, in the first Orwell, there was a terrorist attack. Yeah. And there was only using the surveillance systems in the area that the, that the terrorist attack took place. They managed to tag someone that had a criminal record, and yeah. through that, you, you were out. able to search through her phone records, her emails, her websites, and that. By gathering pieces of metadata, yeah. you were then able yes. to uncover yeah. almost a terrorist yeah. cell. But it's not like total Big Brother results, because you have to have a legal reason to go after them. So you could start looking up the first thing you encounter, you're fine to look at her because she's got a criminal background, so she's a person of interest. Yeah. But anyone linked to her, you can't you can gather rough information, but you can't properly investigate. You can't them. probe into them or hack their emails. Of course they're like. not until they get flat they decide. So you're paired up with somebody else who's like the you know who's the advisor mm-hmm. and they only see the information you send across to invite Orwell, so you have all the, the context is king. Yeah. So let's say, for example, um, so the, say me and you're discussing what should we have for tea tonight? Well, I could really murder a Chinese. And then they take murder as the keyword. And murder a Chinese, yeah. and they strip it out and put it across, and all of a sudden, why do you put the Khmer hate crime? Yeah. That's. They don't have the context concept. isn't so there. You so have, your job is to find the relevant information and pass it over to them. This is how the system was deliberately set up to try and sort of basically make sure that people, it's all right, get rid of the bias. Mm-hmm. You pass across relevant information and they look at it and basically then decide and they might say, okay, well... You build the nav- narrative around yeah. the person. Yeah. You shape what kind of person they are. Mm. And you'll come across information at times where it's co- there's two conflicting bits of information and it'll flag up saying... There's information elsewhere that that, that conflicts with this information. Mm-hmm. So perhaps two characters will have different versions of events, yeah. and you've got to try and piece work out for looking at other stuff to try and work out which version's true. Yeah. Or perhaps in some cases go by your gut feeling. Yeah. Um, it will tell you if there's conflict. What it won't do is if you haven't discovered the other conflict, it won't, it won't lock that straight away. You have to lock it. So you might say. Oh, I've said this on conflict information, but because you haven't unlocked it yet, you can't see what the conflict is. Yet. Yeah. So it's sort of just keep digging. One change to the previous to the previous game in the old Orwell, tie, the game advanced by how you unlock how far you got from your investigation. Mm-hmm. In this one, every time you upload data to Orwell, time ten out. minutes go past. Ooh, so that's dangerous. Yes, yeah, so you have you can't just upload anything, um, which is an interesting twist and mechanic. 
in reality, you will find that you will be able to upload pretty much everything in the time sure. watch. But things happen as it goes on. So characters will, like, for example, there's a bit where... So basically, the first one was about forging a terrorist attack. This one is riffing on the idea of fake news. Sure. And how well can be, people can be influenced and so forth. Which is actually also part of uh, the first Orwell, and that you find that you can really heavily manipulate some of the yeah. people in the terrorist cell just by planting information because yeah. like then they will start to get paranoid as things start to change around them based on the yeah. information you've yeah. given to the yeah but in this one you're actually you can create evidence and put it into the wider world sure. so it's other features added which ironically only happens in chapter 3 and it's a free chapter game mm. you find out the third feature is called the influencer right and so basically you'll basically have to try and create basically fake news or you'll try and create a counter-narrative based on information you search. So perhaps someone will put a story about that there's this guy they want to discredit him, say, and you may go look at his history and you'll basically try and make like a clip-based headline to, which, which is going to discredit him, and then you'll basically feed into this machine and then you'll deliberately spread it via their version of Twitter, which I think is called uh, Blabber. Mm-hmm. And it'll spread out through the network of social media, and you'll get like the response back, and you'll see how his followers go up and down. Mm-hmm. So it's all about sort of the that's all its idea behind it. Uh, what you're investigating this time? So the first one's a, a terrorist group. This time you're you start off and basically there's this man who's threatened this other guy. Yeah. Um, and if you remember the first game, you were at their country was like linked to another country. Yeah, next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah next yeah, door. Right. And basically, these, these two people both come from that country. Oh, Europe, right, okay, so it's, it's literally shifted over to... Well, you're, you're, they've moved to your country. Oh, right, okay. So they're like sort of, um, they're like sort of, uh, when their country went to have its civil war, they, you're like, they're like sort of um, refugees. Oh, okay. Sure. That come over. One's gone very So they're, they're kind of riffing on... Yeah. Countries. Yeah. One's very, one of them is very anti-government, and he's like the world's watching, and he's very charismatic, and he's sort of built following of people around him and so forth. And you're basically the whole game revolves around him, and you have to investigate his past and try and work out the truth of what happened, what led him to where he is, and look through all his like old Facebook or his criminal Facebook. Um, I can't remember what it's called in this one, Life Hacker, I think it's called, mm. um, and basically piece together their history. It isn't as an in-depth a storyline. Orwell, first Orwell was really in-depth and it took about five chapters to go through. I loved the first Orwell story. Absolutely loved it. It's very well written. It's still got the same good writing in this one. It's still well written, but it wraps up in three episodes. The trouble is, it feels like you're getting going episode two and then it ends. It it comes to a very abrupt conclusion. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether they couldn't stretch the story out. And I suppose there's an argument made, would you rather have it short but a good story than have it stretched to five Mm. five chapters, adding fluff to make it last longer. And so I'd I'd probably uh, rather have it short but good than long but big. But it did feel very abrupt. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's been quite a while since the first one. And not the system itself, apart from the time difference... And apart from this last influence, which I see you only get in the third chapter, which is very late to the game, which um, apart from that, it has, the, the basic idea of the system hasn't changed. It still looks basically the same. You still upload this, so everything looks the same interface, which is nice because it has yeah. continuity. It doesn't, but it feels like you you want to say, why is this took you like two years to make this? Yeah, 
You know, what, yeah. what's took you so long? This is something you could probably turn around in six months. Mm, I think even the soundtrack was very... It was a lovely game. It's it's, a very, it's, a, it's definitely a game you what you can sit down, and you can play. I loved that game. So I was, uh, that was I played a while when I made my uh, transition to Linux gaming. Don't I? Yeah, I remember. Um, really, really, really fun. Really yeah. enjoyed it. I liked the music. I liked the characters. The art style was goofy but uh, cool. Um, the game was quite unique for the time yeah. too, uh, because there was there was no real it's, animation, no real. Yeah, I mean it was literally. You were sat at a desk. You were an investigator. They made out that you, as a person, were the investigator. Yeah. You had to log into Orwell, and you basically got the GUI for Orwell in front yeah, of you. Yeah, you were you. That's in some ways a simulator. Yeah, you are using, and it feels like a piece of software. Yes, I could believe this software exists. Yes, but these are the things it does is probably a bit out of its remit. But I could believe the idea of software that's searching through. It's basically like a search engine that's searching through shifting data, trying to find links to people and so forth. I could believe that software generally could exist. Yep. It would surprise me if I went to GCHQ tomorrow, which I can't, because I'm not employed there, or mm-hmm. I could, but I'd get arrested. <laughs> um, and they have something similar to all that. Well, I, I could believe that existing. Mm-hmm. And you do feel like you are uncovering information and stuff. And when you do, like... When you work something out, not through like being having told blatantly to you, but because you've been clever enough to uncover the clues and the links and so forth and how people post the rest of sense to each other, that's like, wow, that's amazing. All this other thing, this game's now got voice acting in it. Oh. So when you get telephone conversations, you can listen into them and you're listening to them actually talking to each other. Oh, neat. Yeah. How's the voice acting? Pretty darn good. Okay, cool. Um, there's, I mean, there's, only, there's not many characters, so I suppose they can afford to have better people if you ain't got many characters you can afford to have yeah, voice sure. acting it's weird that <coughs> the advisor isn't voice acted oh, right. she's not voice acted but <coughs> every other character is all the other characters are voice acted which is quite cool hmm. and it links in a little bit with the first all well not heavily but there is a few there's a few bits of crossover it's like where someone works in this game one of the characters in the first all work happened to work there previously as well oh yeah sure um there's like a psychiatrist and she knew some of the people from the first game it's, it's really nice well linked together actually mm-hmm. it fits in nicely it just I suppose I was a little bit oh it's over yeah sure that was the that was, it was, that was sort of like the sight you were really sound. kind of getting into yeah, it I, and you were getting I, you sunk your teeth into yeah. it and then they ripped the world out from under you and so, you were like oh but yeah. I wanted more yeah yeah exactly um, I mean like the first one I played it in one session I just sat down I didn't want to stop playing it I think I played it over the course of a couple of days the yeah first um, I mean I literally I, I sat for a whole day playing Orwell how long did uh, Orwell 2 take I was trying to think this out I think to me between I think Orwell 1 was about 6 hours wasn't so it? Like, so I think so it's 6 to 8 probably, hours yeah, this is yeah 6 to 8 hours sounds about right this one I would say probably 4 4 and a half no, that's not like, bad it's not bad I mean that's an, yeah it wasn't I started sort of like as it's a great game if the, it's a great game you just want to have a game which all you need is a mouse yeah um, so if you want to have a glass of wine in one hand and a mouse in another you can get drunk and get the wrong information sent I, across 
I, I can't remember what, what was going on with me at the time. I think I might have actually been on um, sleeping medication or something because I was fucking stalling the police at one point. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I've just gone and got that person into a lot of trouble. I better find yeah, something you to get, counter well, that. Well, you can get people, I think the first one, you can actually get people killed if you're yeah. not careful. You yeah. can actually get the wrong information across. You, you can make people properly paranoid in that game yeah. as well because like, all of a sudden they'll, they, they, some of them start to click that they might be... Be monitored? Yeah. Or yeah. hang on a minute. I was arrested for like no reason. How the hell did they find out about that? And they're like, "Oh shit!" Has, has, I said that over a text message, and then the paranoia starts to sink in. Yeah, you sort of you really feel it gains these people's lives mm-hmm. and so forth. Which you don't feel quite so much in this game. You feel like you sort of gain to the lives. You sort of learn a bit about them. But you don't really feel there's not quite sort of the web connections. Fewer characters. It's not quite yeah. the same web of connections in it. There's only probably. Four main characters in it, whereas I think oh, the first right, one had about had quite a few. And you had to sort of lock. I mean, you had like so maybe what five or six main characters and a few uh, sub characters yeah. off there. But as in character total, like I think because yeah, and it's got some. You know, you have to. There's as the time plays. There's bits where you are against the clock. Mm-hmm. Like okay, so we know so and so is going to do this. You need to find something to sort of allow us to move against him before that. Mm-hmm. So go for it. You know you have, you're against the clock here, and every decision you make counts. And that's all adds a bit of. Do I want to put that information across? Is that really relevant? But that could change how things play out if I don't put it across. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's neat. Um, if you like the first all, you don't like this one. Oh, I loved the first all. Well, then I absolutely loved it. Then you'll like this one. It really played on paranoia. Though. It made made you kind of look at your smartphone and think, oh yeah. You know, it, uh, or your browsing history. It's like that. Everything that happens in Orwell is really quite possible. Yeah, they are clever enough that it'd be very easy for someone writing a game like someone other people with the game at like Orwell to make the state totally totalitarian. Totalitarian. That's the one. And then the system has full access to everybody and so forth. But you feel that actual fact. No, this feels like a functioning government. You can't just do whatever you feel like. Mm-hmm. You have got to. Okay, no, you can't look at that person. You can bend the rules, but you can't break them. Yeah, there are. Uh, you know, you know, because if you were to then arrest these people, you'd yeah. find that it would just completely fall apart. Yeah, unless it's relevant to somebody else. So, if you find information about, about information about somebody, but it's not actually directly linked to the people you're investigating, you can't put it across because well, you're not investigating that person yet. Why mm-hmm. are you doing that? Yeah, it's not relevant. Mm-hmm. You so, can you can tag their name and draw like you know take a piece of string and tie the two together, but that's pretty much as far yeah. as you can go until yeah. you find a, a just cause to exactly. to investigate those people. Yeah, and um, it's, it's, so that's why I like. I thought that was quite cleverly done by doing it that way. So I'm just going to check for chat messages. Nothing. Um, so yeah, it feels feels real. Yeah, it does help that the prime minister in the game looks a bit like Boris Johnson. Ooh. Cross oh. is Boris Johnson crossed with a little bit of Donald Trump, oh. <laughs> which again could happen. I mean, I've, I've, had, yeah, they start breathing. Um, I've had Orwell two since its launch, but I haven't. Same. I haven't, I haven't put it up yet. I haven't, I haven't launched I, it. Yet. I picked it up, I picked it up for about three or four days after launch. I, I picked it up there of launch, and I got the soundtrack for it as well. Just yeah, like I picked it up. And I thought I'll wait until all the episodes are out, then I'll play it because yeah. I know that I would. Play and I want to get straight into You want to get into the story, you don't want to have that random break. Yeah. To, to, Because yeah. in all fairness, I think they, they have them all done in advance because I think the first thing, they release an episode a week. 
So it was obviously done in advance, and they just set it up to make sort of create a bit of cliffhanger, but it's a hard way for them all to be released. Sure. Do you think they'll make more? I hope so. I mean, Trial were always very dependent on the writing. Yes. And it's heavily dependent on how and how they can interconnect it. So it's, it's they've got to, it's got to feel very natural. That's part of what takes the time, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, as, as we've established, it's a game you can play with that in mouse. There are, there's no fancy graphics. It's literally no. a GUI. It's reading. It's yep. story. There's there's no pretty pretty bang bang stuff. And it's thinking about what you're doing as yeah. well. You've got you know, to think, you know, got you to can't just get your crayons and scribble down a page and say, There you go, there's the story yeah. go. You'll come across something and you'll find I'll see a ridiculous stuff and a bit later on you'll be thinking, Hang on a second. I saw something similar about that earlier on. Where did I find that? You'll go oh that's that now puts out in a completely different context. That yep. now makes a lot of difference. So yeah. But yeah, great game. Yeah. Great game, good game. Uh, worth picking up. Definitely, I think, in second, I think it's only about so I'll have to check, but it's not expensive. It's on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Yeah. So And, and it'll run on a, on a toasty as well. Yeah. In the grand scheme. Yeah. Well, I think you can get, I think there's, I think there's even phone versions of it as well. I think Who's there's a, there? I think, I think there's a pad version of it. Motherfucker. <laughs> I think, I, 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 I might be missing, but it would be ideal for a phone. Yes. You know, I think it feels target. better being on a, with a mouse though yeah, because of Orwell's yeah. user interface but uh, yeah. but you know I can see it work it work well on a tablet yes you know a nice decent sized tablet would work very well dragging and dropping the information I think I'd be, I'd be quite creeped out if I was playing Orwell on a tablet to be honest could you imagine if you're sat playing Orwell in the middle of like I don't know like a, a hotel foyer or in the middle of a coffee shop or whatever yeah. and people start looking at you like oh my god what the fuck are you doing kind of yeah. like when people watch you playing Hacknet and for some reason they think you're hacking yeah I did that I was sat there playing Hacknet when I was on holiday and my friend from one computer broken <laughs> oh my god what's wrong with your PC oh it's nothing it's fine I'm just hacking <laughs> what are you hacking oh some dude in Russia fucking <laughs> <Like a> normies <laughs> <laughs> recommended and it's cheap yeah, it's cheap. it's cheap. So yeah, good pick. Is up. there still a demo of the first chapter of part two, or do you know what? I don't know. Because there was a demo of the f- entire first chapter for the first. Order, I don't know. It? I I was why they did because that's a third of the game. Yeah, I suppose. But, but was but, it the entire first chapter in all? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in that case, I would say, well, if you're not sure, go to the first one. Yeah. Because the games are basically the interface is basically the same, just different storylines. Yeah. So go play the first one, and they you don't have to play it. They, although they're co-current they do link together they're not so heavily involved together that you need to have played the first Orwell one. will be freshly established in the second game is it yeah. you know because uh, yeah. it's going to be a completely new investigator yeah. so the investigator is going to have to be taught how Orwell works yes it's the same way when you play you know it's like watching two series of sort of one concurrently it doesn't matter which way round you're watching because the events don't really, one doesn't lead on to the other they're sort of linked into the same world and yeah. so you can go oh it's so and so isn't yeah, co- like cause, and, cause and effect. It doesn't really. Yeah. So, game. Um, the other game I'm playing, going on to the game that's very hard to talk about, is I'm playing an indie game, walking mm. simulator called the Nor the Norwood Suite. Right. Um, Never heard of it. It's a bizarre game. Weird. More bizarre game. than. Not as bad as what remains of Egypt's Finch. That was truly bizarre. This. Is just weird. It seems to be a thing. If you want, if you're, if you want to make a weird indie game, you make it a walking simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I quite like walking simulators because I sort of don't have to think too hard about them. I can sort of like wander around and so forth. So, the game is set at this hotel, mm-hmm. 
Um, and this hotel used to be a house owned by a chap called Norwood. Mm-hmm. And he was this famous musician. And like literally, everybody sort of copied off him. And you know, he said he had his own like sort of, um, um, you know, if people audition were good enough, he let them sort of stay and be like one of his sort of proteges. Okay, sure. And he used to sort of, he had like a little select gang of people who he trusted to sort of come around and see him and so forth. And they used to like do big concerts outside his mansion and so forth. And he was like, he's like just like the famous musician that everybody refers to, but he's in living, living memory and you know, like nearly every major band is sort of involved with him in some way. It's sure. that sort of person. Um, but he died, just well, he disappeared in the 70s. And so I think this game sunset sort of takes all modern day. And his house got bought out and turned to a hotel. But it's all musically themed, so as you sort of wander up to it, there's like speakers everywhere playing music constantly. It's like a mixture of weird mix of jazz and rock and roll and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you get towards the hotel, you'll see people talking. And what's it, when people talk, is actually like sort of musical notes. Okay. They have different types of musical notes, different people talking. It's quite weird. Um, and they will, in a form of conversations, will ask things. And you're and basically, basically you you help them out. Um, it's 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 a bizarre game because you're a hotel guest, yet you get there and the someone says, "Oh yeah, don't be surprised if people make mistake you from the staff. Hey, why don't you help them while you're at it?" Right, so, right, okay. So almost like Starship Titanic. Yeah, yeah. Except that you are going to be a guest there. You, you basically get dropped off by someone who said, "Here's a here's a voucher for you to go in there and just do what you need to do." And it is a. So you meet there's a set of characters and there's a background story of like this company wants to take over the hotel and turn it to a server farm and what have you and you and they're sort of like there to have a big board meeting with the manager to try and basically put a basically sort of legally take over and so forth and they're getting ready for the meeting as well and they've got their own lawyers involved and so forth. And so you're like the night before this big meeting is meant to happen. And you so you encounter a lot of their employees there and they'll be talking, discussing and there'll be other hotel guests there. But it's my. I think it's very weird. It plays quite nice. I mean, you can play. I play in. I think it took me just over two hours. Mm. It's not a long game. I actually streamed the whole game. Okay. So save yourself the money to watch the stream. <laughs> um, what I did find is trouble with some of these little indie games when they're a bit weird and quick quirky. People tend to get a little bit mad. About it. I think they're the best game ever made. Yeah, no, I've seen that. A lot. It's 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 all right. It's a good game, but the guy needs to work on his writing. Mm-hmm. I think it's made by one person, and because the dialogue between the characters goes on way too long, to the point where it's like, I just don't want to talk to them anymore. I should just shut up. They literally the characters will talk and have a conversation, but it just won't end. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going on, and they, I mean, it's just a bit too hell. It's a bit trying to be too helpful so when they're talking the word, there's no obviously as it's musical so there's no dialogue appears next to him mm-hmm. like sort of speech but sort of in the air and it'll highlight if emphasis or if that's what they want so someone's saying yes I was riding down here why don't bike and, and you know do you remember how I lost my bicycle helmet and you know it's a shame <laughs> what's it like there's like big like block caps like, well it's all block caps but it's like right. it's like highlighted in white right. the other person will go yeah, yeah it's a real pity you lost your bicycle helmet um, you must make sure before you go you have your bicycle helmet back 
and at Nurse Chef you need so to give them, say, this is getting quite offensive so sure enough you need to give them a bicycle helmet and it's like it's quite really, an assumption yeah it is yeah and it's and it does that quite a lot there's bits where like there's the people talking else and what I mean is this well yeah if you had that then you could do that and so yeah, very aggressive just, yeah it's, it's like they really want to make sure you know what you need to do uh, he's also really concerned about people getting stuck so he's insulting things. our intelligence I think it's well meaning I don't think it's trying I think it's like oh what if people get stuck don't make it really obvious in case someone gets stuck to be fair my mother and sister play they probably would get stuck because when they've been using Steam they can play some of my games what I've learned is they're not very good at games that require any sort of deduction any they, examples? Avery Attorney right they managed to get I don't know how they managed to do this right so in Avery Attorney um, they managed to get like the second thing you could get they managed to get like one of the main people killed by doing series of bad decisions because right okay here's a scenario mm. you need to track okay it's a layer thing. you need to track somebody down mm. Here's some place you go to. There's like a bridge near like river, and there's a pub. There's a detective agency. There's like some offices. There's a museum. You need to try and find somebody. Where's a good place to start? Well, if I'm ever looking for someone, if I need to find someone, and I'm not the detective, I might ask a detective or go to a pub. Yes, because that's they, where a lot of information. They spreads. they went to the pub first. That's fine. That's good. That's good. Yeah. They didn't go to detective agency to about two weeks. They had three weeks to do this. However, the game throws a curveball because, in fact, before that time is up, something happens. Mm. They waited two weeks. You see, they're thinking, well, I don't know where we need to go next. I said, why don't you ask the person, the detective, to help you out? Do you know the person who's designed to do look for things? And actually said, if you ever need help, come see me. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you should ask them. And it's just, and they got there. And of course, he, take, he says, well, I can do it, but it's going to take me like three days to find out. Yeah, it's a bit too late by yeah. that point. And even on my characters when you get to the bit where like, she says oh no I fear we've took too long I fear this is we've made a big mistake and this ain't gonna end well, and so and so I don't understand scenes. how the detective the detective agency can be any more than say two on the list or it, any it, lower it than probably about list. twelve on the list for them they went Ooh. everywhere else but yeah they just don't like, and she, she, so she ended up getting so, someone killed and she said well should I just why don't you go to the detective agency first they cleared the place to go Stupid game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just she got the previous character. She got someone else killed because she just didn't follow the lead. Just sort of look, look, think through where she should go, and got someone killed. It's the game's fault. Badly designed. Wow. So what you're saying is they like to be handheld through stories. Yes, they they do, like yeah. it to be a straight line corridor yeah. with the with the illusion of choice. Yeah, it's there's so many games now. It's like I can't give them that to play. They wish to figure that. They wouldn't be able to play all well. Don't for those, I don't feel like but I managed to play all well yeah but you've got some intelligence and I only fucked up one person but the trouble is I want to sound very offensive to console games and maybe you know, me they've played a lot of handheldy console games yeah you know uh, games which literally like okay go here a highlight lie on the floor lots of people standing around with arrows games like that annoy the fuck out of me I do hate games though that invisible wall the shite out of you yet you have a very specific point to go and it's not really made clear in any way yeah. that you have to go I like games that you know perhaps point to the general area but leave you to your own devices yeah sure so that's why I like a bit about Alien Isolation where it will basically say okay you need to do this here's the rough area you need to be but we're not going to tell you any further from that. You've got to figure out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I like that sort of system because yeah, that's, that's all the best of both worlds. It's all like pointing in the right direction, 
but allows you to think about it a bit. So yeah, sure. Off. No, I, I, my example was more along the lines of like you now have to go and find something, and then you you know that you have to go to this general area, but then it turns out it's in the top desk uh, or the top drawer in a desk, third floor office yeah. on the left, and you're like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to find that out unless I've gone through every single drawer? Mm. You know, like. But you know. <laughs> well, I think uh, I, I think you remember the old school games like the old Thief games. You'd be giving yourself objective at the start, and but no, that's it. You'd be given, if you're lucky, you had a map mm. of the area you're going in. Other than that, you had nothing at all. No, for sure. You were left. You were left to your own devices. So it's like, okay, you need to find a way to do this, this, and this. Off you go, mm-hmm. and no clue how you're going to do it. So you have to like you know. Think okay, well, I need to find. I better go look in the library first. Pass out information about it. you. Had to think about what you had to do to get to yeah. achieve the objective. You couldn't just. Well, I think what my example was for that one. Um, so I figured you'd use thief. Um, well, that's a good example. Yeah, I was going to say it's not the, the the same kind of time period. Double for that. I just it was in my head saying I'm going to jump, popped away. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same kind of thing. It was just oh, like the old, uh, the old Elder Scrolls games, as yeah. an example, would say, "Yeah, go here," but it wouldn't exactly tell you where. The and fuck that you, was. and they more they'll give you directions, actual directions. There'd be no quest markers. Yeah, sure. That's, actually, that's what they kind of ruined in um, Oblivion. Was it when they put the quest markers yeah. in Elder, Elder right. Scrolls Three Morrowind? It's like go here. Yeah, Oblivion. Like you need to find this ancient temple where no one's been for five hundred years. Bing, quest marker on the entrance. And you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, you knew where that was. Just yeah, I'm clairvoyant. I just over there. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, quest markers. In a lot of cases, they do ruin things. They do, yeah. And they can even overcomplicate things because you find yourself taking wrong turns, end up in the rough area, but you are certain you're going the right way because the quest marker is kind of pointing you in that direction. Yeah, yeah it's a dead end. Yes. And then you freak the fuck out because now you have no idea where to go. Yes. So, that's a little bit. Uh, evening, Annie. Yeah, we've got a microphone evaded. So I'm going to alt tab between two because I've got no proper chat working. Um, <laughs> Fucking stupid chat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just, so yeah, no or three, just spin back to that quickly before we finish off on that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an enjoyable couple of hours. It's, he needs to work with his, if he does it, he's planning to do it, he ends on a sort of semi cliffhanger. Mm. If he does the second one, he needs to work on the writing. It's overwritten. Yeah. In many ways. The, di- the dialogue between characters just goes on way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it has, it's also, it's got, it's got a bit of weirdness to it. You know, you find yourself like weird rooms and so forth, but yeah, it just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun because it's got a very, it's got a very old style. What I like about a lot of the indie games at the moment is, um, they have, Sort of the sort of staff is quite blocky. The characters are quite blocky, but sort of um, still look roughly right. Um, there's a sort of feel that ha- that has compared to modern games. I I, I kind of like that old style feel. Mm. Game sort of again, sort of like sort of the early Deus Ex. Uh, Thief is again an example to use that. Um, mm-hmm. Half Life One. That sort of blockiness to it. I yeah. kind of like that. I saw that aesthetic. Because at that point you're trying to focus more on the story than you are the graphics. Whereas yeah. a lot in a lot of cases these days, graphics are, are number one. Graphics and shine are number one, and the story kind of takes a backseat. Yeah, so that's well, that's, that's normal. But other than that, yeah, it's it's one to pick up in a sale. Sure. 
How, how much does it generally go for? Uh, I think it's about five months. I think it's all about. That's not bad. It's not bad, but I would. I said it's literally you will do everything you could to do in it in one session. There's no sort of alternate pass through it, and so forth. There's no alternate ending. There is literally a path through it, and I'll just give you an idea of hand holding as well. well. This is not necessarily a bad thing, actually. It does work quite well. There's a concierge, and if you get stuff, you go see him. He'll say, "Well, I believe these guests need help," and basically point you in the direction. So that's quite that's like an optional way of okay, I'm a bit stuck. Where do I go? Oh, I'll point in the direction. Some old RPGs used to do that. Yeah, but almost as a way as if to say, and in the case of some of these RPGs, because some of these were quite long, where you would save, you'd walk away, and you potentially go for about a week, and then you come back and be like, oh, what, what did the I have fuck to do? Was I meant to be yeah. doing? You can then go and talk to this character or check a log, and that would then yeah. tell you where you were. Um, you go, or, you, or worse, you go in your quest log, and it'll say, return the, the Hanafelpuff to the Basilian monster. I think, what the fuck is that? What, the <laughs> what is that? does that where mean? Where the hell is that? Oh, or fine. speak to Janet. Who's Janet? What the fuck does all this mean? Yeah. Just table flip. If I had a quid for every JRPG I've started over the last couple of years and then completely forgot where the hell I was going because I left it for a week or whatever. Yeah. Like, I should have probably written this down and drawn maps. Yeah. But, yeah. Actually, uh, have you read Ready Player One yet? Have you had a chance to read it yet? Yeah. Ah, but you like this. I'm going away. I'm going on home holiday next week. And I'm actually going to be staying away in a hotel. Oh, yes. Posh bastard. Oh, posh, yeah. I'm staying away in a hotel. So I'm going to be purchasing Baby Player One for my, for my Kindle app. <gasps> and I'm going to see I'm going to read that at the hotel. Because mm-hmm. I want to link you to that extra bit that would completely blow your fucking mind. But I can't blow your fucking mind unless you read the book. Yeah, so I'm going to read that and uh, hopefully I'm going to read that minus my little goal and read that over the couple of nights I'm there. Sure. I'll shouldn't take a, one night. Shouldn't take a huge amount of time to be honest. I'm going to Bletchley Park. I want to go see a Colossus. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. It's going to be right. Apparently, it's going to be running when I go see it. That's what that's what they tell you. I hope. I'm going to go see the Museum of Caputing as well. Oh, good job. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Yeah. I'm. I'm really. Yeah. You know you're getting old when that's sort that's sort that's you start looking forward to just looking at old computers. Mate, if if I got a chance to dick around with some old computers, I'd be really happy. Mm. Is that the one where where they're all on the, they're all on big shelves in there, or is that the one where they basically got to set up like a? Uh, there, or is that the am I thinking of the warehouse of the computer music? Because they've uh, got like a fucking huge like storage unit where everything's on shelves and it's labelled. I think there's a bit of both there because it's a museum of computers only open on certain days. Oh right. Uh, it's only open uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday afternoons. Mm. So I'm going up on Thursday deliberately to catch it because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's from my like different group. Um, and yeah, apparently there'll be cross be up there. They've got I think they've got eight sack up there, mm-hmm. which is like one of the first. General purpose, like we program Kapoos that was developed in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, was there an emulator of that display? Yeah, there is an emulator of Edsac as well. Edsac stored all its memory in Mercury. See, that just blows my mind. It was done via sound waves. But that still blows my mind. I know. Like how, would, how would one figure out how to do it's, Well, it's very clever. They used Mercury because it's, it, it's, it's very predictable propagation, it doesn't vary too much by temperature, which mm. water varies a bit, so they couldn't use water. And yeah, basically, it's very clear. You just have a 
effectively a, well it's actually piezoelectric but effectively you have a speaker at one end and a microphone at the other and you use pulse yeah sound waves which is your ones and your zeros and you might listen to it at the other end and even feeds it straight back to the speaker to keep it in memory as it were puts it through an amplifier to get rid of degradations or it leads into the computer instead mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't use mercury in the new one because A it's very expensive and B it's quite deadly yes. so you don't use mercury in the new one because these, these tubes are like 12 feet long mm-hmm. these tubes are huge but yeah it's going to be um, yeah. the early days of computing really do blow my mind you had to be a fucking master mm. to get a computer to do anything you're working well yeah in most cases you're working at hardware levels so you're mm-hmm. working in binary and so forth um, but it's really clever how they um, this guy basically set up, when it switches as it switches on it's basically got a startup rotor that goes around that preloads a set of commands into it which you can then use in your programs mm-hmm. but it has to be done every single time it starts up it's like this rotor goes all the way around and preloads all up really clever stuff mm-hmm. um, it's amazing what they could do at the time though really mm-hmm. with what they had at the time it's amazing how computing even became a thing yeah, uh, yes, it is, and it's amazing how. Well, you, I think someone screamed back to Gloss again. Someone actually wrote a program to decode Enigma mm-hmm. to see how quickly you could do it now, and run a computer. I think computer computed in seventeen seconds. Bloody and hell. you think they had? I think at one point they had something like ten classes running, and they might do it in a day, and that's just incredible. But the one thing I want to know. Mm. And this is what I'm going is I know that they used to feed it in on they used to feed in the code on tape to the machine, mm-hmm. and then basically all it was was a series of Enigma machines that basically spoon through every possible combination. They brute force their way through Enigma. That's how they were doing yeah. it, brute forcing it, and they would do some clever mathematical tricks to narrow down the possible combinations. Mm-hmm. But it was basically a brute force approach to decoding. Did they not say it was something to the effect of um, when they managed to get their hands on certain documents? I don't know if it was a myth, but in this other, they, they assumed the real one of the breakthroughs came when they assumed that every uh, letter would end something to the effect of like Heil. Yes, that was one thing they used to look at. Um, so yeah, they basically they used every message to end in Heil Hitler. So that was a good place to start. So you know, if you got Heil Hitler, you were on the right course. But they actually used to look for weather patterns. Mm-hmm. So when they used to have, like uh, they looked for weather, the weather report because they knew they could guess what words be in the weather report. Because mm-hmm. um, what the um, Americans Brit Americans British did was they deliberately any encoded message they would pad at the front with random data mm-hmm. and the front of the end that'd be how much, how big the padding was. You'd then have to you'd ha- yeah because there's, there's only like say a slither of it that's actually uh, useful information. Yeah, so that's how they used to observate it. Um, so that's quite clever um, mm-hmm. but one of its biggest flaws which landed to crack Enigma was the fact that Enigma which is basically a really fancy set of wiring where you push a button and it lights up a different light which is a different letter mm-hmm. um, but the clear thing was it rewired itself every time because these rotors that basically rewired itself every yeah, time sure. that's how it works that's a real simplified way of doing it but because the way it's wired up you could never encode a letter as itself. So A could never come out A. It comes as every other letter, but not. Which means if you were if you had some possible a possible key, and you're comparing it to the original message, and you used to move it along, if at any point two letters lined up that matched, you knew it couldn't be right, and mm-hmm. you just skip it immediately. That's one of the ways. So then British developed their own version of Enigma, which eliminated that fault. Mm-hmm. 
What Oso British did after the war was say to all our allies, hey, these nick machines, the Germans swear by them. Do you want one? <laughs> and we didn't tell them we could record them. <laughs> oh, well, well done, Britain. Good job. Yeah. Good That's job. That's fine, everybody. Um, We're doing so, it now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, fascinating bit of kit. Um, uh, but what I'm interested in is I know they got the information into it. I know they took it. What I want to know is how they knew they achieved their dream. Did they literally have someone look at every piece of ticket tape coming out the other end looking for German, mm. recognisable German, to go, ah, oh, this thing's cracked it? Or was there ever some other clever method they had that allowed them to go, uh, Colossus Unit Number 3 has cracked it? Right. I suspect it's the hiring lots of people to stay at the bits of time. Yeah, I would have made, yeah, I don't know. But I, I just want to see, I, what I want to know is the output. Where's how? Where's the output? Where's is it producing several thousand bits of ticker tape out of each machine? Because each machine's got numerous rotors, sets of rotors in. It's got like forty rotors in each machine, just brute forcing their way round mm-hmm. all the possible combinations. Um, of which there's something like thirty-five. I imagine it would have been the room full of monkeys hammering on yeah. typewriters, Shakespeare approach. But I just want to know for sure. That's sure. what I'm going. Or well, when you find out, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I will, we'll discuss on the next podcast. You can afford that. It's Rams visit to Bletchley Park. There you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, I tell you about Nick when I turned part of Finland and years ago. Guy bought the machine along as well. Spent quite a long time with JS just staring at it. It's a beautiful big kit. It's really designed for financial institutions, banks and stuff to pass their data back and forth. It That's was it was a general. Friendly. It was prior to the price of the war. It was just a general version of encryption. Mm-hmm. The idea was that you could. It was just a way to send secure data. Mm-hmm. Um, clever bit of kit. So, I'd love a Nick machine. You can never afford one. They're incredibly expensive, but I would love a Nick machine. Just have like sat on a desk at the back. I'd be tempted to try. You know, if I thought if I got good enough at woodwork, I'd be tempted to try and make one. Yeah, I mean, neat. I mean it's not. It's not. Well, they could make it in 19, the 1930s. And the, the trouble is, though, you had real craftsmen back then. Yeah. Really skilled people back then. What are you saying about me? Well, fucking your skill, but you're so you're so babied by convenience that uh, you know back then if you want if you wanted something back in the day, you made it. Mm. Whereas these days, if you if you need something or want something, you go and buy it. Yeah. We don't. Most of us can't even operate a hammer correctly. I have you work. I work in the hardware trade. I know full well how to use a hammer. Yeah, you hold it by the metal end, right, and whack it with the wood bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. What you do is you get two of them and you want to hand and you go hope you hit the tag or the wall on the xylophone bum 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 and it makes a noise and then the nail goes in. Nailed it. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> of course what I do with a hammer is I get the um I get a nail gun with a battery pad nail gun and go kudumf Oh man, I had I had a I, first time I've had a go at one of those, that was wonderful. This big gun that she's like you know, it's like it's like carrying like a small semi-automatic weapon. Kadunk, 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 kadunk. That was great fun. Anyway, we're just digressing. I um, this vision of you trying to disable the safety so you can fire the damn thing. <laughs> well, we have the new ones have safeties on it, so they have like a um, a pressure plate. No, I was gonna say, like if you wedged it and it will, yeah, you have to. Well, I said to the guy, I said he said, yeah, that's safe. There's to prevent you accidentally shooting, shooting, or trying to shoot somebody. I said. Just a curiosity, your cable tie would fit through that. It goes, yes, you can cable tie it back and it will work. It's like, yeah, see, now it. But apparently the newer ones, 
the pressure plate has to reset. Mm. So you That's can't... That's fire, so you couldn't consciously if, have it pressed. It would... No, you have to... Because obviously if you use it normally, you would lift up between each use. So the yeah, pressure sure. plate would so reset. So there, there would be like a, a mechanical... Like a, there would be a switch there, so that when it lifted back up, it would slot back yeah. and reload the... Or... Oh, I don't know how to do it. It's probably got some clever electronics in it to let it know. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but basically, if it doesn't reset between each firing, it won't let you fire at the same time. Yeah, it probably time. won't reload. There. It probably won't reset the, the, cha- the chamber. Something I think like a more that, yeah. gun. But well, I won't the gun part. It's probably more case of it just interrupts the... Um, it stops the... Yeah. Rather than... It might, the terror point is still... Because I think that's all, that's all mechanical, the reloading process. But I'd imagine it just... All it needs to do is basically put an interrupt on the trigger. Mm. This trigger won't fire again until this string is reset. Sure. So that'd be actually quite. You could do that quite easily. Like any sort of microprocessor, you could do it with a little set of a little set of. Um, find a way to bypass it. <laughs> yeah. Just it's a little triple five timer in there that just pings it every now and again. So yeah, it's reset. Yeah, it's reset. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, it's done. reset. <laughs> you start machine gunning people down with a nail gun. Yeah. Let's see how fast I get this baby to fire. <laughs> Crank up, cha- put a little pot on the tool five so you can change the tires and stuff. It <laughs> right, let's set it to rapid fire. Just like he's got his minigun, fucking yeah. nail gun. Well, when I learned that Gatling and um, the miniguns can fire something like eight thousand rounds a minute, they don't do it that fast because that's just they overheat too much. Yeah, well, it's theoretical. It's something insane like 8,000 rounds a minute. Basically, whatever existed there a minute ago isn't there now. Yeah, it just disappears. <laughs> I think they normally fire more like sort of four to 5,000 rounds a minute. Just, 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 just 4 to 5,000. I mean, only <laughs> peasants' but, weapon that yeah. is. But just like, I, I just can't imagine something firing that quickly. Mm. It's the idea of that much metal coming out of something so quickly kind of scary why you would want that much metal coming out of something so quickly when you not just want to make sure your enemy's dead but they're in pieces yeah <laughs> making them like pieces <laughs> they are molecules <laughs> <laughs> the world's greatest forensic specialists wouldn't be able to find their asses once we're finished I thought I'd imagine because I know it's Sasha oh dear oh dear ugh Right. Anyway, right. Um, on to other news. Um, chat. Do we have other news? Oh, we have got big news mm. this week. Big what Europe- stupid has happened? So the you weren't about to say European, weren't you? There is some uh, stupid going on. Yes, something happening stupid in European. I'm going to give you the actual name of the court of the thing now because because it's a long because like most legislation, it's rather long. Um, How relevant is it to uh, what's actually in it? Fairly relevant. Is there anything about prostitution in it tucked away? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, How many people actually read it? (laughs) The Directive on Copyright in the Digital Single Market, 2016-0280-COD, also known as the EU Copyright Directive, has passed its first stage of voting, or new stage of voting. Mm. So... The biggest concern of it is basically it's about it's, it's supposedly meant to bring copyright in line with the modern day, the in, digital copyright in line with copyright in other media, is the official Which word. Is broken. Yes. Standard copyright is quite broken. Yep. The fact anyway. that if you've got enough money as a company, you can just simply pay to you know extend it by another twenty years. Mm. Disney. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Uh, oh shit, Mickey Mouse is going to come in Poland's mane. Here's another, here's another few million congressman. Oh, we'll extend it for another 20 years for you. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, so basically, the big two worries about it is, is there's two directives in it. Uh, the first one is Article 11. And basically, what it says, and this is simplified, so simplified the issue is, if you are an, a site that uh, sort of like gets the news various news articles such as Google News aggregate yeah that's together you're going to be in a situation where you have to pay the news company itself for letting them for letting letting, them letting you show their stories so if right if you are a company yeah doing it so if I were to say because the first thing that that flags in my mind is RSS yeah. If I have an RSS reader, I aggregate everything to a single feed. As long as I'm not publishing that feed, is that not that's not a problem? Oh, I think that's fine. Yeah, you're it's fine. So the basic rule is you can't link to something if you put a link. Just a per, so plain hyperlinks are fine, mm. right? But if it's got any description attached to it, which inevitably a hyperlink will. Otherwise, it's a plain link. Why, why? why would you put a paid link? You then have to theoretically actually pay site. So, if I want, say, for example, we're discussing this, I would normally, in a, in our show notes, put a link to say BBC News, and then say um, this is blah 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 blah, or you put like a little subtitle in for the link, and then yeah. And this new directive, in theory, we'd have to pay for that privilege to do that. Now my way is, is uh, if you're big news out at BBC, you probably don't really care about that because everybody knows who you are. Yeah. If you're like a little independent and you want to get a news story out there, you're relying on people sharing your news stories. Yes. So that seems a bit counterintuitive. Now, interestingly, two countries have already enacted laws similar to this. So Spain put a law in place basically saying you had to do this. Um, Google's answer was discontinue Google News in Spain. <laughs> Just right. don't do it. Because they're the ones who are going to really be affected by this. Yeah. Um, likewise, Germany did it. They had an opt-in system. Did it? As in they well, are still they're, doing they're, it? They still do it, but yeah, it was an opt- it's an opt-in system. So the news companies can choose to opt-in and have to do it and say, or can say, no, don't worry, you can link to us, no problem. And what happened was in Google News there, all the companies decided to opt in to say, we're going to charge you if you link us. Go Google going to stop privacy. And do you know what? Strangely enough, their bandwidth, their revenue went down. Well, what do you know? Because people didn't go to their sites. I was going to say, this is how the internet works. Um, the hyperlinks are kind of, they are the internet. You, if, you, um, if you stop linking things from one place to another place, people don't generally yeah. find it. Now... If you're a per, if you're a per, if you're not a corporation, mm. you can still put send links out. But what I want to know is that they've not explained is how this affect blogs. So you have your own personal blog. Yeah. You put a link on it. Is that personal use, or have you? If you've got like say AdSense on that blog and you advertise, and you might get some revenue from it. Is that now commercial use? Mm, yeah. 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 If your blog is hosted on like a platform, um, well, let's let's put another example, Facebook. You paste a link onto Facebook. Mm. Facebook's technically hosting that link. 
Let's be fair though, a lot of people get their news from Facebook. If yeah. you were, if fa- if you weren't allowed to post news links on Facebook but most people wouldn't Will BBC News say or say uh, Sky News say to Facebook, Well you're hosting our link, we want you to pay us for that. Yes, and will okay, Facebook yeah. then push you saying, Sorry, you can't paste the Sky News link on our website anymore. But, but that's like say the advertiser the or no sorry, it's the Livestock Journal. Yeah. Right. Um they have a page on Facebook. Yeah. So, in theory, if the BBC had a Facebook page, it probably wouldn't be a problem if that were reshared. Because probably it would, not. Where it would have originated on that platform. Yeah, I suppose I'll get out of it. Yeah, I'll get it. Because you're, sort of, you're linking to a link. I suppose you get out of it that way. It's a funny thing. That's another thing. So, let's say, for example, Google pays the newspapers to host this thing. Mm. If you link to the Google page of the article, not to the article, have you bypassed that? It's it's a stupid. It's stupid. What the whole point is to share. How are links. they going to? In, yeah. How are you, the the whole point of the internet is to share things. Yeah. Because let's like I said earlier, if you do not share information, like. How the fuck do they think you find anything? What do they think Google is? Yeah. Well, Google's the people who are pushing against this, because... You're basically saying search engines can't exist. Yeah, because... How are you supposed to find anything? That's like me saying, okay, here's a bigger... Look, I could come up to you with a big box of paperwork, just throw it on the floor and say, now find the thing that you're interested in. There are counter-arguments that this is this... I think so. Is that... All these new outgates are basically making money mm. through hosting and so forth and so forth off other people's work is their arguments. But I would argue is no, they're offering a different service. Mm-hmm. That to me is like saying, Well, the Yellow Pages is making money off all these you know, these builders and so forth, they're making money because they're off they they're advertising these builders and link the builders in between. Well, no, they're offering a service. Yes, they get money as well, but that's because they're offering that service. Mm-hmm. Google's offering service of linking you to these pages so you can find them and then go to those websites and view the websites and perhaps look around the website more. Yeah. But they've got to make money. They've got to keep their servers running somehow. Mm-hmm. Let's be fair. Google is an advertising company. Yeah. It's an advertising company. Advertising information company. Yeah. Same as Facebook. Facebook's an advertising information company. In fact, most big social medias, that's all they are. Mm-hmm. They're there to get your all. They want your data for is to advertise to you. Yeah, that's they're so they're profiling you. They're all welling you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, their system's a bit more automated and less restricted. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fair game. Yeah, even if you haven't opted into it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just speaking of. Um, I recently installed some things on my network to say where users were going and it would separate uh, each device would have its own tag I suppose like this laptop has gone to here 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 and here now I don't use Facebook Twitter Google with the exception of YouTube um, and like a few other places they all turned up on my device's uh, usage, even if it was only in kilobytes, because of the amount of shit that was tied into other pages. Yeah. These sites are everywhere. You do not have to go to Google, 
Facebook or wherever for them to build a profile on you because they are everywhere. Yeah. I, I'm sure Facebook has profiles on people who've never been on Facebook. They have. They, it's, they have. Yeah. Well, people go and say, I joined Facebook, they seem to know an awful lot about me before, just after me, they have to I, I actually know Strange, someone who had, they deleted their profile, actually had it deleted, and had confirmed with staff at Facebook that it had been deleted and the information had been pulled from the, so that it was no longer in the backups, that they were no longer going to be, just get rid of it, right? Which is a lot of work in the grand scheme, and if they actually did it, then good job, but whatever then not long after that or sometime later some time passes this person goes back to Facebook um, but just by their browsing history I guess like cookies and things uh, stored on their machines contacts and other fluff um, the, as they logged in created a new thing with a new email address and said oh yeah maybe you know this person Maybe know that person. Are you interested in? And it just had a long. Yeah. I mean, even now, I mean, even though I know it's all done through meta, you know, searching. For, you know, I'm amazed when Facebook pops up and goes, "Do you know such and such?" It's like, yes, I do. How the hell did you know I know that one? Mm-hmm. In that, in that, it's like I know it's all done through just metadata and lots of trawling and sort of analytics and so forth. But even then, it's it's an impressive. I mean, the software is impressive. Oh yeah, what it can achieve. Creepy as bollocks. Yeah, but and the fact that it's monitoring you when you you have really no choice in the matter. If you want to use the internet, you had better be willing to be yeah to be watched. And anyone that denies that they're being watched by these companies, you're an idiot. No, you're an absolute idiot. Yeah, it's it's hard to avoid it. Mm-hmm. It's very very difficult to be anonymous on the internet these days. You can do all the. VPNs, all the tour barriers you want. Well, the, as soon as you anywhere put a one, username, boom, they're yep. chasing you down. Or one sing, one single mistake. Yeah, one single mistake, and they've got you. You know, one moment where you don't have tour up, or one moment when you don't have your VPN up, yeah. you are nailed. And then they will be able to tie in all of the times that you have used that just VPN just through and, patterns of browsing. Just look off and like you know. I'm not talking about script cookies, I'm talking about actual decent hackers get caught. Mm-hmm. And it's all because they make one stupid mistake. Mm-hmm. And this, again, just like Orwell, you, once you make one mistake, you can trace it all back and work your way around it. Oh, well, that's it. Because you can just, like I said, you can just use pattern of browsing. You know, yeah. we, we all do things in some crazy pattern. Mm. You know, you might say, um, I don't know, you might watch uh, InfoWars on YouTube and you manually type it in every single day and you do that on your uh, your home IP address and yeah. then one day you'll VPN it and just, without thinking, do that exact same cycle on on um, on the VPN and they'll be like, well, hang on a minute. Hang you fucking on a minute. This is looking awfully familiar. Mm. Unless they manage to get logs because some v- VPNs hold logs on, on traffic. Yeah. They could, in theory, then go back through all of that swim through that fucking rat's nest find all that information I mean de-anonymizing data isn't as hard as people seem to think it is it really isn't you just have to find one key piece of information and the whole thing just falls into place yeah it's terrifying absolutely terrifying yeah I mean your your phone's grassing you up your laptop's grassing you up most devices you buy these days require the internet to do anything. Your TV's got a microphone in it. Some of them have got cameras in them. 
Um, you know, what was it? What, what company was it that was snapshotting what people were doing? Vizio? Vizio? Something like that. I remember, yeah, that was their TV. Yeah, and Samsung have been caught doing it before as well, that their TV snapshot things and listen to what you're watching to try and uh, build a profile on you to, to, to do whatever. Yeah. Um, and, as, and the thing that I've been is a lot of this is not. It's not malicious that says that they're trying to hide. They're, they're just trying to sell you stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. They're not doing it to be evil. It it's, just comes across as really evil and creepy yeah. at the end of it. It's all just targeted advertising. Yeah. Or it does get wrong. Tries to sell you an automatic robot milking machine constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do still don't know why that keeps appearing on my web browser. Well, you never know. In Swedish. What was that uh, uh, chap we know? He was. He's in. He's into computer uh, computer science. He's way smarter than I am, which isn't very hard. Um, but he said that he he's very particular when it comes to his browsing habits about using VPNs and stuff like that. And he said just randomly he went onto another machine, but he was talking around his phone or something yeah, like that, and I've, then I've to another device, and it then started targeting ads based on what they were talking there's about. There's a lot of stories about this, and you hear this quite a lot, and there's no, in the sort of school, there's no general consensus yet whether they are listening. They are listening, but not whether they're actually there picking up dialogue and text and so forth. Mm. They, at the moment, the, the, at the moment, it looks like it's more confirmation bias. Mm. So you don't remember all the hundreds of times it never does it. It's just that one time it's lucky and happens to randomly pick an app that just happens to oh, it's a toy about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, they used to happen in the days past before the internet even existed. Mm-hmm. You would feel so all of a sudden a leaflet covered with doors. Oh, I was just thinking about doing that. Yeah, most and, it's patterns. We do everything really. We are really quite yeah. obvious. Yeah, and it's just by sheer luck. So because um, it was talk that um, Alexia was listening in yeah. to you, but then um, an ex. Dev, who had no tries to learn at all, I said no, it doesn't sleep. It has simply has a small bit of memory and a bit of processor that all it does is listen for those three words, Alexia or Aaron, whatever. Just listen to her phrase, and then once you then it, when you speak, it records it, and then it passes. Then it wakes up the process and passes over. But then how do we have all these cases in America where the police are using Alexa voice data um, for domestic disputes? Well, I suppose perhaps it could be. Uh, well, that's at the time what he said. Maybe mm. it's changed. They've reprogrammed it. Um, maybe but at the end of the day, do you, do you really want users to know that you're listening to them constantly? Because mm. then they're just going to unplug no. it. He was the next dev, so he had no. He well, had no, no but that, obviously that... he's still going to have a bias. So you've got to sort of sure judge there. But he had no dog in the fight anymore, as it were. So. Mm. Anyway, the other thing about this bill, yeah, going back sure. to you, is that's the first. That's the first worry. The other thing about it is they are want to make copyright restrictions a lot tougher, mm. down to the point where they want basically every site to or every major sort of commercial site to basically have to be responsible for if any copyright material gets posted on their site. So if YouTube, if someone posts a music video on YouTube, YouTube then becomes liable. For that music video being posted, right? So, which is slightly different to how it is now, that they are not—they can be—they have to remove it, but they're not directly liable. So, 
if you are at places like YouTube or Facebook or whatever, any sort of social sharing platform people can share stuff, well, you must be, that's going to be a nightmare because you're going to have to literally validate and verify every little thing that goes on your site relatively quickly. And, and what is the talk, time? Is there a time period uh, that you have to... So it's been bouncing around. Some people have bounced around only one hour. That's been bouncing around as in debate of an hour. An hour? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. There's no way we could do that. Well, no, we well, we just had to stop all use. We'd have to, well, we don't let anyone have posts on our note, but we'd just have to shut all comments down. Jesus. People couldn't actually be able to post it. Me. But you think about it, uh, how she wants to be, if you've got so much as like a game logo showing, so all Let's Plays, boom. Gone. Gone. Live streams, I definitely, I mean, I don't know how they're going over live streams. I mean, the only way they'll get around it is if you're basically, I suppose, the, the only hope is that all your servers are in another country which aren't affected by the law. Uh. But this could potentially kill the entire European live streaming YouTube groups. Yeah. They just simply can't show any copyright material at all. That's everything. Pretty much, yeah. You know, really limited. You're, that really, to me, limits to what you can show and what's face. The, uh, they, they call it the. Um, meme banning because I was going to say what's 4chan going to do about no, this because like memes are made out yeah, of copyright material thing anymore let's be honest basically just, it's, it's a walking zombie now isn't it really don't say that, that. mate it. don't go up to the hive with a stick <laughs> don't you Look, don't you start that Eve players I'm scared of Eve players are dangerous you don't mess with Eve players 4chan they're just a bunch of kids well that's scary um, <laughs> what are you going to do dress up in Guy Fawkes mask and go oh, 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 mate. <laughs> yeah um, yeah so uh, yeah memes you know because just content creation is going to have to be over over it's going to have to be very very pessimistic mm. and just I assume, don't understand how they're going to enforce it I don't know how they could even check how I mean We've seen YouTube try and incorporate different al- like algorithms to, 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 to find copyrighted material. And they're wrong all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, even, I mean, it's, it's just going to be, it's just not going to work. No. I mean, what are they... They're uh, breaking the internet. How? What brain boxes thought this was a good idea? People don't use the internet. Yeah. Well, you see... Content cra- they say content crisis. No, what you mean is music industry, big mm. media companies have been pushing for this nonsense to get updated. And let's be honest, the music industry as a whole, their attitude towards copyright is frankly ancient. Mm. You know, they, they I think if they could, they'd have you buy a song every single time you want to listen to it. I yeah. think if they could do that. They are literally like, you know, they they every sort of like well, we've managed to ban this, this, and this. Well, remember they made they made it illegal that you couldn't actually ten you can't you can't technically um, like back up a CD. No, well, that isn't that not still in law over here that if you were to use the iTunes CD ripping feature, you're technically breaking the law. No, that's what I mean. Transformative media means bollocks. Yeah, in this country, and you know, or even technically, trans if you moving from your iTunes store from your laptop to your iPhone or iPad. Technically, transform the media. Mm. So they thought this was a great thing. It's like no, it isn't. 
So I just fuck me. I, they'd have to arrest me every day of the week then, because uh, if you look underneath my table, just behind. So for folks who are listening to the audio, I'm pointing to the opposite side of the room, and on the opposite side of the room, there's a stack of about thirty comedy CDs yeah. that I've recently ripped into flat format. Podcast MP3. Yeah, I think. I think the old. I think the old method of it's fine to back up something. It's fine to put a copy on your phone, whatever. That's fine. You can make up for yourself as you want. Mm-hmm. It's when you start sharing it. That's when, to me, it should be. You know, when you start sharing it, they oh, hey, mate, have all this music. Mm-hmm. That's when, uh, to me, that sort of crosses the line of okay, I actually got a point. But why shouldn't you be able to have a backup? When you're I don't songs? agree because look at so I've had arguments with various bands over the years and a few recently um, old bands from like the 80s and the 90s and I said when you first formed your bands and before maybe before did you ever pass off mixtapes usually the answer is yes so why aren't you in prison then for passing around someone else's work for free? Hmm. You are pirate. You are stealing their their material. Yeah. And uh, and passing it off. Why is that okay for you, but not okay for me? Why was it okay then, but not now? Oh, because what they're doing was harmless, wasn't affecting anybody, but now it's costing them money. Yeah. That that that's kind of that that's you that's that's the truth. But there's a lot of I mean people are naturally hypocritical mm. and have and it's, they will very much change the tune when their shoes in the other foot. See, that's this is fairly why, common for a lot of things. This is why piracy is represented by the the cassette tape and crossbones, the Jolly Roger with the cassette tape on it, because the whole idea was that uh, cassette tape recording was going to destroy the music industry. It didn't back then. Trading music isn't going to destroy it now. You're just a bunch of greedy fucking dinosaurs. You need to get with the times, man. Yeah. Like, the, we don't need record labels anymore. Distribution, if, you, if you're a big wig with ties in other countries to, to get CDs and advertising out around the, around the world. Look, let's say you're an, American, uh, you're an American and you've got mates in Europe who can do the same job you do yeah. in Europe. Great, but you do not deserve as much of a cut as you think you do. Um, these streaming well, services are in this, bollocks too. In this, in this day and age, with the way internet is now, you don't actually. You say you don't actually need welcomers. You know, you can make it be just if you're good. People, well, if you're good, you've got a better chance of people finding you. Then I don't. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. I know, I know some very talented folks who have never been seen. No, I was saying a better chance, not. No, I, 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 no, I still don't. I still don't believe that. You could be the the best of the best of the best. There are so many people who have literally starved to death. Yeah. And not been seen. Yeah. The, the, your skill level, your skill level doesn't tie into how likely you are to be discovered at all. If you were to go and sh- no, if you were to take, if you were to you take, want a, to like you to then share you on. Sure, but then by the by that same token, I could then take a six shooter, put it into my mouth, and pull the trigger and have that shared just as much. And there's yeah, no skill involved. No, there'd be no skill involved, but there'd be stupid just, tends yeah. to go further than skill. Yeah, that's very true. I, you are right there. 
However, I think long-lasting, mm. you know, the bat, you know, if you, I mean, bands that are good tend to they may they may have a slower build up, but they they will tend to last longer in long term than the ones who are bad. No. So I tell you, if someone's if if you if someone's if someone's bad, not a lot of people. Unless if there's no, there's enough people liking something, then clearly if you think it's bad, it's just a difference in taste. No, no, I don't, I don't quite get that either. No, depends. Well, it's logical. If 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 a lot of people like something and yes, you don't like, then there must you, be. Like, go back in time and tell me the Spice Girls were decent. Well, not my cup of tea, but for a lot of people, like them. They were actually shoved down a lot of people's throats. You were kind of oh, forced yeah. to like them. We will, well, the old what was the old saying? We will play it until you like it. Yeah, well, I think yeah, but then those people, well, they tried, it didn't work on me. Not on you, but it did on many people. It had nothing to do with the the people actually being skilled or being they're any good tar- at it. They targeted the market who they were aiming for, which was basically young, previously or eighteen girls, lapped it up. They liked it. Impressionable idiots. Yeah, but it doesn't make it doesn't, doesn't mean that it was good. Doesn't no, mean it, and it didn't last. No, it hasn't lasted. Just no. because it just because it did very 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 well. well. Which is why I say it's stuff that is good good will last. Yeah, but that's yeah, but your de- your definition of good is, is incredibly loose. Well, yeah, because a boy's idea because it's by nature has to be loose because what a boy's idea of good is different for every person. Yeah, it's a measure. So of, it's a measure of success, but that's what I'm saying. You you can't say it because it doesn't mean anything. You can't say that the good stuff will last the longest because, like for example, someone will say Black Sabbath is one of the greatest bands of all time. They were in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But if you look at them, oh, musically, yeah, they were certain, numbers bolts. There is a certain degree of luck involved in that as well. No, but I'm, what, I'm, nothing, what I'm saying is that just certain. because, just because they're have, successful be, doesn't mean, doesn't mean that they were... You could be the best of whatever you do, but all you can do is... That just, actually is one thing that stacks things slightly in your favour, but there's a lot of other factors that play in that as well. But it certainly helps if you're half decent to stack. It certainly helps if you're working as a. I think an timing artist. is more important than skill. Oh yes, yeah, certainly it has to be. There are a lot of there's there's plenty of examples throughout history of people who, oh that person was great. They invented such such. Well, no, actually, if you go ten years previous, you'll find examples of people who are doing that. The the experimentalist people who are doing that, but at the time wasn't ready for it. But now. It, you might look back so they get sort of lost to history mm. there are examples of that so that's what I'm not saying that it's a dead cert mm. I'm just saying that it certainly helps you a bit you know I'm not saying that anything's a dead nothing in life is dead certain I, I still don't say, nece- I still don't necessarily agree with it because when you look at a lot of the, the people who are big now if you go back and listen to the stuff that made them popular it wasn't actually that good no but uh, that's why I say timing is more important than actual yeah. skill. And t- to say that you, like I said, your definition of good is very loose, and as you well, said, it has to be. But that's why I say you shouldn't really say that. That you shouldn't really use that as as a foundation for 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 this because because it's so loose. It depends on how you define success, hmm. and it's bollocks. Well, how would you define success? Well, again, as you said, it, it's 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 so loose 
are they financially successful? Do people know about them now? But when you look at it, that can still all be down to timing, not whether yeah. or not they're actually oh, any yeah. good. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that lots of things play a factor mm. of if you're going to make it. Lots of things play a factor. I mean, hell, look at look at YouTubers. Okay, there are a lot of people there who make quality content who've got ten subscribers. Mm. There's a lot of people that make not such great content yeah, who've got a million. There's a certain degree of luck involved. There's, certain, there's, factors, there's lots of factors involved in that as well. Lots of things. In. You can do everything right and still fail. Yeah. But all you but you have but you have it. But you could, but things you do right certainly increase your chances of being better. It's not purely a roll of the dice. Also, it depends on the field. Well, yeah, it doesn't that. Yeah, yeah, that's just another thing that facts. It's not purely based down to well, whatever happens, you'll be successful, you'll be a failure. It doesn't. I'd say if there were ten, if there were ten electric cars. Then you've got more of a chance because the field isn't quite as oversaturated as yeah you know, all this other stuff, uh, yeah. which is where you know kind of my thing with the whole band thing timing more than skill it is it is timing more than skill yeah um, Metallica Ozzy Osbourne um, let's go Spice Girls Lady Gaga Madonna. Yeah, they're still big just because of where they were at the time. Yeah. Um, then the trouble is the record labels these days feel that they 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 haven't adapted. No. All of the t- so once upon a time you needed to be able to go to a studio. And studios are were, uh, owned by record labels usually, and so you'd kind of have to sign a deal with the devil to go in and be able to record your album. These days the stuff is so cheap you could buy it and set up your own home studio. Yeah. Uh, the labels don't need a car. Mm. Well, I, it's the same issue with um, print media. facing the same issue. Yeah. Um, although I do prefer books to e-read. I prefer having a book in my hand. Same. Um, that's just something I like. Mm-hmm. Um, you focus more on a physical book than you do on an e-reader. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand that the industry's changing. And the way they're competing trying to make copies basically making the digital version either the same price or less an opportunity cheaper when actual fact they end up making more profit on that because mm. you know it costs you nothing to it, it costs you, you nothing it file on a server it costs you nothing to, even if you chose to serve yourself it's going to cost you whereas if you sell a thousand books you need to print another thousand books to sell it mm-hmm. whereas once you've got a file on a server you're just paying for electricity and bandwidth mm-hmm. which you've probably got for pennies anyway so and that's what annoys me about Amazon that Kindle books are usually only like a pound cheaper you yeah a physical book for 25 quid or a Kindle book for 24 a lot of Kindle books are horribly formatted as well they, yeah. they don't seem to translate very well to being on the Kindle screen which I I find it weird how many people really enjoy reading on a Kindle I have a Kindle but I find that font sizes seem so wrong for that screen size um I mean, you can Well, I mean, I've got, I've got uh, the Kindle app. I haven't got a Kindle, but I've got uh, the Kindle app on the phone, and you can change like, all the sizes. You can, you stuff can but it still so. doesn't seem to. It doesn't look. It's print. It doesn't look natural. So fast to get across. It doesn't no. look right. It doesn't no. look like what I've been trained no. to believe a, a book, printed word should look like. Um, it's it looks artificial because it, it's. 
it's just on a screen it doesn't look right it doesn't feel right so formatting just always seems a tad off yeah. and it's never uniform you can never just go go back to the normal size no like default it's like whatever you last set it to so if you were kind of drunk one night and made it I don't know I don't know 42 yeah. on the screen you want it to be 12 point again you, you, it doesn't really let you go to a default no. format no I mean it's yeah I mean I prefer case of books for physical books most things I'm quite happy for digitally you know what well, games have been digital only for probably about 10-15 years been digital, well pretty much since Half-Life 2 oh. came out was pretty much when I started switching out to digital stuff when I realised actually how useful Steam was mm. and you know, only a physical game feels weird now. Yeah. You know, it just feels strange actually having a physical game. Actually, I can I can complain about that. Today we were trying to get another game again, a game that we had already played previously, and installed on a device, only to find that because I had formatted my device recently, the game had been pulled from the store within the last like month, and now you can't get it anymore. That's weird because. Um Steam, you can still download. Oh no, but that's Steam. We weren't yeah. using a PC. Yeah, um, we were using a. So not every platform is equal, but it's, no, it's just no. The so idea. Say, cause that's that's a platform because Steam has everything on there. Even if you can't buy a game anymore, because Alan Wake, you can't buy the game. Well, last time I checked, you couldn't buy the game anymore because the licenses have run out for some of the songs. Mm-hmm. But if you already own it, you can still download it. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same thing with Crisis when EA tried to pull all their stuff from the store. If you'd already bought it, you could. Still, we yeah. download it, and I think the same is true for um, Vice City, because Vice City said the same issue. All the licenses have expired, yeah. which again, that's a that's a weird thing to me. The idea of oh, well, you can license the movies, but you can only have fifteen years. Well, can I just buy it to have it in this game and yeah. just have it in the game? No, no, we want to have our cut every single time, and after fifteen years, you can't sell it anymore. Mm. Stupid, but it then is, that is yeah. the music industry for you. It's it's. I don't know how any, how any of these things are going to be enforced. I think that they're w- they exaggerate way too much, mm. way too much. Oh, the industry is going to collapse. The industry is going to collapse. The industry has fucking died in the last twenty years. That's my point. That was my that was my kind of point at the whole the start of all of this was that we've been pir- music has been pirated for fucking years. Pirates are going to pirate. Mm. No matter what you do, there's going to be a certain group of people who will just not pay for it. Yeah. no matter what you do and I think everybody to their own extent everybody has a, probably a threshold at which point they will pirate something mm-hmm. um, it could be a cost thing they simply can't afford what they want so they decide to pirate it it could be a case of well I want to try before I buy mm-hmm. so I'll pirate and demos aren't really such they're coming back now a bit now but for a long time demos you've seen more of them now yeah. um, but for a long time demos weren't a thing so you just download it and pirate it and then try it and then say actually I don't like it or I do like it I'll buy the full game but there are two people who will just pirate no matter what no matter what you do they'll find a way around it's free it's there yeah and they don't want to pay for it they'll just pirate it nothing you're going to do about that no matter what because at the end of the day you've got these laws in place but people still pirate is not still illegal it hasn't not changed yeah it's always been they're not going to suddenly go well I used to pirate unless you start unless you start putting like the death penalty in mm. and then that won't discourage people yeah so pirates going to pirate there's nothing you're going to do to change that the only way you change that is for switching from pirates is A build a decent system yep which is what Steam did mm. half the reason Steam's doesn't it's cut pirates because it's a decent way well, it works 
I mean, you compare it to something like, you know, or you play Bear now, but like Games Winner of Live, where it was just difficult to do something, to buy something. Seems easy. They realise, let's make it easy for people. And do you know what? If you make it easy for people and buy stuff, people buy stuff. I would like to say this to publishers, record labels, games developers, whoever makes the final call on this. Stop putting in DRM. Please. It's not stopping your stuff from being pirated at all. There has never been a DRM that hasn't been cracked, to my knowledge. So you're investing it. You're investing a shit ton of money in a flawed system. Mm. The only people that you are inconveniencing with your DRM yep. are the people who are paying for the product. Yep. Not the people who are pirating it, because if you've pirated it, the DRM's already been cracked, so it's not there. Um, let's say randomly your servers are down and I've paid for a game and my game needs to handshake with your servers for me to be able to play yeah. it's down I can't play I paid for it but I'm being treated like a criminal the pirate doesn't have to worry yeah. about that no. at all um, I've this... told the story many times of how I tried to play Far Cry 3 and it wouldn't let me because I had a CD copying software installed yep. no I remember those days too I remember those so days so I too. just downloaded Cracked EXE yep I wasn't going to pirate it but technically I did because yeah. there's a way to get the game to work stop making it so difficult for people to with legitimate access to your software to use your software yeah. or your listen to your music or whatever if DRM is very unintrusive and actually a good, a good example of DRM Steam mm-hmm. it's a form of DRM mm-hmm. um, but it's unintrusive and it doesn't get in the way and it lets you play the games mm-hmm. it works and if you build a system that works, um, it's fine. I mean, I've... You're not going to like this. You're really not going to say. I've started playing Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, I've always said. But it means I've had, to, I've had to experience Rockstar Social Club. Ugh. Which is, frankly, a fucking pain in the ass. Yep, I agree. I've you know, it. It's garbage. Me, yeah, it's absolutely rubbish. It took me ages to get it to create... It took me ages to sort of create an account up with it. You have to sign every bloody time you start the game. Hmm. I was like, but I've launched it from my Steam account, which I've already signed into. Can you not just remember who I am? And just, You're on the same PC. There's no option to say, remember who I am. Every single time, I've got to put my email address in, put my password in, and verify it through our capture. So just let me fucking sign in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to suddenly turn to a bot in the meantime. Isn't it me take, take tea? Do is that Rockstar? I don't know. I thought Rockstar take to interactive. I didn't think that. I thought they were their own thing. No, I don't think Rockstar's are. No, no, I do not think they are. But it's like this. Either is, way, it, it's it's it's. I mean, it's literally my PC. Right, didn't put it to sleep. I literally left it one and come back. Swap to play a game a bit later on. You got signed in again. I literally the PC has been switched off. What the fuck? Just inconvenient, man. You're a criminal. You yeah. paid. You paid for the. You paid for their software, and they don't trust you with it. Yeah. It's. I mean. I mean. I literally was just looking online. Oh, how do I bypass this? How can I? All I wanted to do is do what UPlay does. UPlay remembers who I am. I've signed into it once when I first had it installed, and now as soon as I launch a game, UPlay launches the game launches. I don't have to 
do anything and I was like yeah I prefer not to be there but you know what? it does actually get in the way mm-hmm. Rocks of Social Club just fucking sign me in mm-hmm. you know I'm launching you from Steam it's things like De Nouveau and all those other kind of tied into the game DRMs that are the problem not yeah. so much Steam or Uplay which are basically just confirming purchase yeah. De Nouveau is constantly running to stop you from fucking with the game yeah. uh, and it's a, it's a piece of shit you know, it's, it breaks more games than than it really needs what was the last game that we were playing that had De Nouveau on it and it was fucking atrocious it made the game run like a slideshow unless you had a supercomputer and it turns out that it was literally people thought ah oh, the game's really badly optimised no it was De Nouveau it was just De Nouveau having a hissy fit but I can't remember what it was mm. might have actually been the new automic <laughs> you and the answer there's just so many ga- yeah it's yeah the end doesn't work no it doesn't and pay, stop paywalling things if people want to give you money they'll give you money stop paywalling everything yeah you know um, stop trying to stop people from stealing your shit because they're just going to look at you and go you're already rich what yeah. do you care and what else uh, what other thing I would say do stop random region locking oh please right you go, you go on I know you don't like it as well hover bottle and you go and like, oh set of, set of books on here okay you scroll oh this book isn't available this random book is not available in your region why? No, I had the exact same thing. Why? Actually, I was I wanted to get a hold of a copy of um, is it Presto by Penn Jillette, uh, audio book, and could I get it in the U fucking K? No, not available in the UK. US? Yep. It's there. Same with all the different anime sites that I've gone to. Right? If I if I use a legitimate anime streaming service, Funimation, Crunchyroll, or whatever. Well, I told you about the story of uh, Funimation, didn't I? How I wanted to watch Overlord. I think yeah. Right. So you go to Overlord on Funimation. Go to the UK website. Click. Overlord. Click. Okay. Episode three. The season starts with episode one. Episode three. Click. Yep, that's they. They haven't mislabeled it. That's episode three, four, five. Was episode one? VPN. United States. Funimation.com. Episode one, two, three. They're not available in my region. Yeah, for some random reason. Just randomly, the first few episodes of the series were not available in my region. Yeah. Entire shows, they'll advertise them. You can't watch them. Yeah. It, yeah, I hate region locking. It's. But st- we haven't got the license for your country. Why you is can, that a thing? You can ship to my country. Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing that you have to have a license for every single individual country? Surely the license is we can stream this software, this program for you. Mm-hmm. Surely that should be the license. We can stream it. Oh no, we don't want the, we don't want the Brits having this. I can give you my money. You will happily take my money. There are ways for you to take my currency and have it automatically converted into your currency. It's of no... There are no extra steps for you at all. This will be done by a middleman, PayPal or whatever, or even my bank. We'll just happily just squirt that money to you. No issue for you at all. 
but you still won't give it to me. Well, in Germany they censor blah blah blah. It's up to the user. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what was it they were saying? The the new thing with Steam, where before they started censoring visual novels and their first sexual content and all that kind of stuff, and then they started taking them off the store. Now they've got the we accept everything, but you have to opt in to what we will show you. Mm. And the idea being there that if they click that they want to see violence and sexual content, you can't sue because you had to click to yes. see it. Yeah. Um, and it's not. It's not a easy to do if you have to actually go into your settings and find it it's a bit hidden away so you have to very deliberately want to do it yes um, if I've come to your store to buy something in a region that I'm not supposed to have it that's on me I chose to like Australia they made it illegal to import certain games certain DVDs. Well, you can't basically play anything in Australia, can you? They're, Pretty much. Their sensor laws are so tight. Mm. They fucking infuriate me. I was like, oh yes, illegal to own in this country. Why? Who fucking decides this? I'm mature enough to know what I can and can't play before I have a fit of frenzy and kill yeah. 15 people. Some bearded person uh, in, the, in their government who is an old fuddy duddy who thinks all games should be about fluffy bunny rabbits sees and goes that's a violent game not like that for you I get more aggressive when you tell me what I can't do than from any game I've ever played in my life not even Nier Automata has made me that fucking angry but if you were to say to me no you can't play it because I don't like the cut of 2B's skirt the mm. character 2B in the game if you said to me I couldn't play it because the game has been banned in my country because of something yeah, stupid like that skirt. she doesn't have a skirt really sorry you said TB and uh, yeah I know it's this it was so funny you forgot to laugh yeah I'm laughing right now can't you tell but um, oh yeah have you heard about the new film Constipation hasn't come out yet uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a good one good job <laughs> Uh, but uh, just just little things like that just stop record industry gum away publishers stop with the DRM stop uh, stop treating people like criminals before they've actually broken the law yeah I don't know maybe maybe it's just me I, it, but as you said everyone's going to pirate yeah everyone's going to pirate like if, if they weren't going to pay for it Ever, they're never going to pay for it. Uh, they're never going to pay for it. The question is, what is their threshold? Yeah, yeah. As an example, there's a lot of people, and there's a lot of people who've pirated without realising it. Yeah. Now, times people gone, oh, that's I like that funny clip. Oh, look, it's on YouTube. Let's watch it. You technically that you know, yeah, if you want a clip from a computer series that shouldn't be on YouTube, you technically broke the law there. Yeah. In the grand scheme, yeah. Very loosely, but... Yeah, yeah. but technically you are... They you think are it's good. fine because it's right there on YouTube where they get all yeah. their other stuff from. They don't quite understand that yeah. that's not where they... Yeah. Were. Look at the two... One is two candle sketch. That's technically copyright the BBC. I don't think BBC have put that on YouTube. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They've put a lot of stuff on YouTube. They've not put that on YouTube. They, well, they might have done that. They might have done, but... But if it's not an official BBC channel, then yeah, it's, you're probably technically breaking the law then. Like all the random documentaries that are on YouTube. And people are like, oh, I just... Because I, I was speaking to a friend the other night and I said, like, I recommend you go and watch this film. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, and rather than actually going to look for it on a legitimate source, they just typed it into YouTube and started watching it off that. Mm. 
But to them, that's not piracy. No. Because it was on YouTube. I mean, I see it a bit like... Um, I've watched... I like watching old documentaries, but BBC doesn't host them. There's no other way you can watch them. BBC yeah. doesn't host them on um, their iPlayer. They host a lot of stuff on their iPlayer. They don't host everything. And there's no other way, legal way, for you to watch this programme. So... At that point, it's, it's fair game. That's, exactly, that's my point. It's, Give me the option. It doesn't cost you. You know, if you put a digital copy on your store, you have a digital. You have a digital store. You can buy it as a season, mm-hmm. whatever. Then there's really no objection. I say there's no way I can say, well, I can, you know, there's less of a legitimate excuse not to, unless you charge a ridiculous price for, you know, twenty quid or something. Yeah. But if you're charging like, you know, for oh, this documentary came out ten years ago, we'll charge you ninety nine p to have a copy of it. Yeah. I'd even pay two quid for that. Give me a DRM free copy of it and I'll. I'm a sad person. I like The Apprentice. I'm a fan of The Apprentice. I like watching the old series of The Apprentice. Okay? You can't watch them legitimately, or you can watch like best bits. I don't watch, I want to watch the actual shows. Yeah, sure. You can't watch them legitimately. There's no. You can can get confirmation. I don't want, I want the actual show. I want the actual, you know, 12 hours. They exist. They're out there. So I have to watch them illegitimately. So I can watch them. Yep. No, and and uh, we we have that we have that too. Um, this all falls down to licensing in a lot of cases. It's all licensing. Mm. I'm just going for the comments quickly. Um, speaking of demos, I played some for the Amiga CD32 this week. Good stuff. We have to buy the full version of release. <laughs> um, I'll ask City and Worth in case you're interested. Uh, Spank Day is this game that had competition that was not only cumbersome and annoying to use but created several massive loading times and several game breaking bugs mm-hmm. yeah you know it's amazing you know if you give people the option to buy stuff people actually will pay for stuff people, yeah, people have unless they are just thieves people have got a general I have to pay for something I want yeah. attitude yeah you know I don't go I don't go into a food shop and just steal stuff off the shelf mm-hmm you know, even if I could, a lot of I people, don't. a lot of people who are in the industry, don't seem to understand that we're not out there just to try and steal everything. No, but when you start making us jump through a shit ton of hoops to get something that yeah. should be really quite simple, you've gone from seeing your people, you have gone from seeing the general public as people who will generally pay for a fair value for things mm-hmm. to all bunch of thieves you need to sort of protect them against you to make sure if it's fine it's like well don't treat people like thieves and they'll become thieves mm-hmm. so it's like right so let's say you pay for pay for Sky you pay for Amazon Prime you pay for Netflix you pay for three different services you go to look for a film it isn't there or they say Here's another place, but they want you to pay like five pounds for a for a twelve hour rental for it or whatever, right? And then they wonder why people go out and pirate things. Yeah. Like, how many different services do I need to pay for before I can get the content I want? Yeah. How many different streaming services do I have well, to pay for before I can get the music I want or the video I want? I, I worry that's if we're if we're if, we're, if this if it's it's there's. What could end up actually putting us into a streaming dark age uh-huh. is you've got all these producers and content, you know, all these companies out there like Disney and Safeoff, and they're looking at all these streams like Netflix, thinking they sign a contract for us, for us to stream their stuff. 
They're making a lot of money doing that. One we've three hundred. Yeah, that's right. And before and before you realise that you're going to have a well, I suppose BBC's got iPlayer, but a lot of stuff is still Netflix though. Mm-hmm. But they might put on. You love what the Disney streaming service, the Marvel streaming service, yeah, the Warner Brothers streaming service, the yeah. Fox streaming service, and. Netflix will basically disappear because the feedback. You end up going spending, oh, well, I want to watch promotes on Fox. Oh, I've got to spend like five ninety nine a month now for that. And before you realise that anybody wants a, a piece of pie in the car, except that sometimes for the consumers, for the, for the greater good, it's better to have one or two services out there. Now I'm still slightly annoyed that you pay an Amazon. I know you get living as well, but I'm slightly annoyed that you pay an Amazon Prime subscription and so much of it is gated off anyway to pay more. Yeah, no, um, that, that's a common complaint. You know, I would, I you know, I'd be quite happy if Amazon. I mean, I've got, I'm linked up, so because also I can have multiple users on Netflix. I, I share my Netflix ID with my mother, and they use it, and in exchange, I use their Amazon ID. So you can have family, you have shared account with Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. But there's so much locked off, and when, we're not, and the series that are on there, something else is so they take want to charge you so much for it. Well, no, I, I you know, agree. a series that was like out. 20 years ago they want to charge you 20 quid for a digital copy it's like I think one of the, one of the worst ones was when I went onto um, Google Play Store and for a standard definition anime that had been out for something like 5 years prior 5-6 years already they wanted somewhere in the region of like 50 to 90 pounds for it yeah some really huge amount of money because they'd managed to separate the entire season down into episodes and each episode had a flat price yeah, you could go out and buy a Blu-ray collection of it for about thirty pounds, but they still somehow figured they could justify this digital download, and other, you know, under the kind of guise of convenience. Yeah, um, it's convenient, therefore you will pay for it. So no, there's a level where price trumps convenience. Yes. Yeah. Um, but again, they don't they don't see this. Yeah. They, they all want a piece of the pie. Yeah. And um, we're all arguing over licenses. At the same time, you can't all have a piece of the pie. No. You know, it's, I mean, with game, with game, you know, game studios try to, you know, that's why you've got to end up with Uplay. Well, they still put that stuff on Steam. Mm-hmm. I mean, EA haven't, but they Who buys to, EA games, doesn't Well, it? I don't, I've not, I've the only, I've not, last EA game I bought was Mass Effect 3. Battlefield 3. So, I've not bought an EA game in a lot. I've, I generally avoid EA. Mm-hmm. It's not. There are many publishers who I generally try and avoid, but EA is one of them. I just really like their business practices. Mm-hmm. I'm just really annoyed that they own the license for Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. That yeah. really irritates me. They own that license. Um, there are many. I've but I don't want to have free digital services using up processor power on my computer. You know, I've got Uplay, but that's not very intrusive. So I don't mind Uplay. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it when it first started, but I don't mind it now. It's you know, it doesn't really get in the way. Um, I've got Steam. Steam, luckily, just being a bit dominant, everything that most people you'd be stupid. You're stupid to not put your game on Steam. Mm-hmm. You know, this day and age, um, I don't want to have thousands of digital platforms because the other thing, Steam's refined. They've got a lot of years refining, getting it right. The problem is though. Steam is very big, and they are the Google of the games distribution yeah. uh, kind of industry, I suppose. And like you said, when when Google decides to put the foot down and say, "No, you're not fucking about with us; we're taking you away," people lose a lot of money. Same thing with games, man. 
if if if, uh, if Gaben's like your game's shit and I don't want you on my store yeah. we are quite I think we don't realise how lucky we are with Steam with the people who running it are reasonably sensible new because you got to remember it was only a couple of weeks ago that we were well I was jumping up and down about visual novels being pulled from the store yeah now they're only now starting to let some of them come back yeah but the ones that were pulled still can't I would say back. not totally sensible as if reasonably sensible that they also have blind spots mm, uh, that was a pretty but well I mean things like um, well they introduced the idea of concept of steam refunds that was something that they didn't have to do no but they introduced ads never used it I've never had need to use it that's why I'm quite careful well I'm generally speaking I'm quite careful game or a game so cheap I don't worry about it oh yeah oh so the effort is, is you have to play a game in two weeks to make it <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah the trouble is I know people who will abuse it now that it's there yeah and they have done they'll, they'll buy the game and they'll play it for like you know however long and then they'll get rid of it yeah well it's uh if, if any time you have any sort of generous system people will abuse it but you rely on the fact that more people won't which is what the rest of the industry should do yeah rather than you know slapping people before yeah it'd be very easy for Valve to turn around and say well as soon as you load the game you can't refund it mm-hmm. very easy but they go no we'll, we'll accept the fact that some people will abuse it but for the genuine users who don't abuse it mm-hmm. it's a good service for them that's why we offer it yeah yeah same reason why most stores in the country offer a better refund policy than what you legally have to do because if you actually read the law what you're like, you're legally entitled to for refunds it's very limited mm-hmm. what you're legally entitled it's changed it's got a bit better now but until a few years ago pretty much if you bought something to change your mind on it tough well that's still the case now if you buy something say and three and two is there so actually I don't really want to have my um, Zoom H1 I don't really want that tough you can wash it it's yours mm-hmm. you can't come out and take it back mm-hmm. most stores you know because they realise that yes people will booze it but those are a smaller minority than those who will make German use of it so therefore yeah. it's overall for the greater good mm-hmm. it's better to do it this way and Steve Reeves is a perfect example um, the fact they've spent time developing stuff for Linux yeah, yeah. That's not something they had to do. I can't. I think although Linux is now a market, it's not probably a big market for them in terms of potential. It's probably growing. I think the Linux development comes purely from Gabe's fear of Microsoft locking everything down. Yeah, that's probably part of it as well. Mm. But the fact is, it didn't have to do. Well, no, he didn't. But then he's looking at the bigger picture, yeah. and the, you know, because not many companies look at the big picture. They're really yeah. looking at what can happen over the next. Because that's what we were saying. Uh, most people don't look at the big picture when we were talking yeah. politics earlier before the podcast. What what uh, Valve have seen is well, Microsoft aren't really going the right way about this, and they own the platform. We just happen to be able to install our platform on their platform. Mm. And they could lock us out if they wanted to. It would yeah. be stupid of them to do so, but they could. It would, well, yeah, it'd be very stupid to do so. It would cause mass jumping of ship. Yeah, but ha- I know a lot of Windows users who just won't jump ship. They won't. Unless Some you were to, will push them over the edge. Unless you were to put the gun in their mouth they wouldn't jump ship you could feed their children 
to fucking crocodiles and make them watch. They still wouldn't change. I know tons of Windows users who will not leave even if all they use is a fucking web browser. Just, hey, you got to love Boo Veg. Well, just, it's, it's, oh, just these people fucking. So to say that there will be something that push people over the edge, but the people would have to be nearly beaten to death before they change platform or before they move. Rather than doing what's best for them, they will literally just get beaten and abused daily until they're forced out. If Microsoft locked out Steam, I'll jump ship. Don't fuck that. Mm-hmm. I'll lie on Steam way too much, but I'll just jump ship. So what we're saying is Microsoft's, <laughs> Microsoft's main product, their main selling point is Steam. For poor PC gamers, yes it is. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's... It's yes. I mean, there. I don't know many PC gamers. Who, well, I don't know any. I don't know a PC gamer who hasn't caught Steam. Mm. And there must be some out there. I know a few. Uh, but it's well, just the idea that we're now saying that yeah, well, you know, fucking, they didn't have to do Linux. No, they didn't have to do Linux. It's like well, they kind of do because they're putting all their eggs in one basket. If they if they didn't. That's just dumb. Mm. They want to stay in business. They're going to have to branch out because Microsoft seem to think that they can push people around like they always have because they're the ones that own the platform. Mm. And the, you know, as you said, it would take them banning Steam for you to leave mm. Windows. That's a hell of a big thing. What well, is a big thing? You know. They could. Th- th- there's nothing else they could do that would make you leave. Um, I mean, they're pissing me off, but I think it's probably a case of salami tactics at the moment. It's little things that haven't built up enough to make me go screw this. Mm. I'm out of here. At the moment, that's at just how moment. it is. Yeah, I've not quite reached it, but yeah, Steve would be the. I would. We always say it's the only, say the only thing. It's the one thing I can think of right now that I would bump things to jump ship for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be something down the line that maybe goes. I've had enough of this. I'm going elsewhere. But at the moment, I guess I'm easier to trigger than most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, if if a company doesn't do what I want, they don't deserve my money. Well, yeah, that's they probably don't actually uh, my, my time or money. That's probably actually not a bad. Well, I think that's just in general. I mean, in general, most companies, you know, if you're not happy the way the company treats you or the way it does things, unless you're, unless they have you a bow that, say, for example, they make something that you need and only they can do it, and you're so stuck. Yeah, but there's nothing that you. There's nothing. No, unless people are talking like insulin or fucking yeah. some kind of medical supplies there is nothing no, that no, average no, no, Joe exactly. human actually needs they think they need it but yeah. they don't like my steam library I have a bigger steam library than you and Brian put together yeah. yet I happily threw it away to move to Linux it's largely inaccessible on Linux but I was more than happy to just throw it away just to get away from Microsoft yeah to be fair, you do basically buy every game possible on Steam just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And the, but then in saying that, when I moved over to Linux, I bought more games that I probably wouldn't have done because they supported Linux. Yeah. Because there were games I could play. For example, Civilization VI. I had very little interest in Civilization VI. It's not a game. Uh, but I wouldn't have bought it had it not been on Linux, the platform that I was on. Yeah. I was like, I think I want to play something different today. Mm. What do I play? Oh, Civ Six. There we go. It's not really my kind of groove, but it's here. I'll have a go. Yeah. Uh, right, shall we wrap up? Yeah. Oh, that, the, the, the law thing? Stupid. Yeah. They, they can't police that. I, I don't understand how they can do it. I, 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 unless they could somehow check it before it becomes public. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be one of those laws that's going to be... They're going to break the internet. They don't understand Well, the they certainly have, of course, with the GDPR change. Have you noticed there are some sites you go on that say, sorry, you're from Europe. No, I can't access them. There's loads of sites I can't access. Sorry, you're from Europe, you can't do this. Why? Because we can't be GDPR. We, we are not, it's not worth, because we're only little sites, not worth our time. I was, trying to, go to a, um, I was trying to go to a guitar review site. Couldn't access yeah. it. Because of the GDPR. I, I hate the fact that now every so you go and says, by the way, we use cookies. Yeah, I know you fucking use cookies. Just I don't want to click accept every single time on every site I go on to. Can I throw out there, Western Digital is the worst one for that. Because even if you accept it, I, I don't know if maybe it's just like the three machines that I use, but you go to Western Digital's website to browse the forums or something like that. Yes, okay, I accept. And then a percentage bar comes up. It grinds just like Windows 98 it gets like 99% and it sits there for like 6 years and then it'll go away and then I'll close the fucking page and then they'll sell it the next day I was like oh yeah I should probably go see if someone's uh, replied to my message except I'm sat there waiting and it does it every fucking time what's it doing? What's it doing? I don't know! <laughs> Why is it doing it? It's the only site, of, like every other site, you just click accept and it goes away. All I can assume is that Western Digital put like a billion cookies on your browser, and when you say, no, uh, no, I don't want them, it goes, shit, I better delete them all. Yeah, probably. Give me a minute. Hang on, don't look! <laughs> don't look! Look over there! Look over no, there! Nothing to see here, there's no trackers here, nothing to see here. It's like, uh, chugging away, chugging away, chugging away. Oh, look, a squirrel! Where? <laughs> oh, God, did it. The internet is just broken. Yeah. It's all broken. There comes a point where you need to stop protecting people and you start educating people. Mm. Stop treating everyone like stupid. Stop allowing them to be stupid. Yeah. Stop trying to take I mean, control not, away not, from them. This is not... This is, we're talking about the internet here. We're not talking about a, like an a, a industrial shredder that mm -hmm. you need to have gates around so people walking into it. This, this, we're talking about a website that may store a tracking cookie on your website. Let's face it. A website that doesn't care, does is wants, is happy to track you as much as it wants, doesn't care, will just leave a lie and say, and if you say accept store anyway. Well, look at all those places where you tell them to, the, you know, the old do not track in the browsers. Mm. Um, and it turns out that sites have the right to ignore that request from the browser. Yeah. And they do. A lot. Yeah. Or the times that you say, yeah, yeah I, I don't accept your cookies, and then there's still a Facebook like button there, or something like that, and you're like, what? Go away. Uh, I don't know. I think the internet in its current form is broken. It's mm. bloated. It's horribly it's bloated. Being, it, it's being broken more and more by legislation. Oh, yeah, sure. 
It is, yeah, sure. But I, I also think that people, modern developers, pull your heads out of your ass, please. You're not artists. You're not making the sites any better by making an animated menu or autoplay video or loading the page with JavaScript. Want, I want to grab every website developer and I want to take them through and say, half my step through of you, I want to give you this one thing, this one simple phrase that you must remember whenever you design anything. Function over form. No. That's not yes, been a thing for years. I know you want to make your website look all pretty and dancing and so forth. Ultimately though, I want to use it. Mm. It is a tool. You know, you wouldn't take you wouldn't take a power drill and move the trigger to like underneath the handle because it looks better. Because it'd be a pain in the ass to use. Mm-hmm. Website three. I hate I hate the trend of websites that we have. You go onto it and there's a big picture. I basically our website does this as well, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, then you have to but scroll down. To scroll down. Front. There's another big picture. And you scroll down. There's another big picture. And if the navigation at the top, all it does is just scroll the page down somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's that's bad enough on a desktop. On a mobile app, if you haven't put a mobile app version, it's my fingers hurting. My fingers hurting now. Maybe so they're just going to say, you're too old, man. You're yeah. too old to get off the internet. Just, just, just make it, just make, I want, uh, when I come on site, I want to find information from it. I don't want it to look flashy. It just, when you it, shouldn't be concerned. Your person in charge of design should be A, concerned about how the user going to use it, not concerned about, oh, I want a reward for this. When it takes more bandwidth to load up three pages to check how much bandwidth I've used, right? When it uses more bandwidth to load those three pages than it does for me to download one, Doom, or two, an MP3 album, you're doing it wrong. Three websites, or sorry, three web pages should not use more bandwidth than an entire game or an entire album. Nope. But shamefully, that's the way it's gone. I think this is the average website or average web page. Sorry, it's over three megs now or something. Yeah. In fact, what the fuck? Why? It's mostly text and JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying, and yeah, oh, just, just just make it easy. Just, just think about the person. I think about the person who has just wants to you know use the site. Mm-hmm. Just make it simple and straightforward it's I started cool. using command line browsers in the end because JavaScript doesn't work <laughs> it's, it doesn't work so if the page doesn't load I'm just like oh well it must be loaded with JavaScript and it, if it's just text it's like bam it's there read it done it's fucking yeah. done then there's half pages now where they don't actually have text on this actually just incorporated into the picture mm. Oculus Rift is a perfect example of this. All that takes is actually just in a picture. Yeah, I've, so you I've can't seen that. Co- you can't copy and paste it. It's like, you know, uh, you know Kindle books. Um, I had a, a Kindle book that was literally just a, 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 like, it was like a JPEG. Each page was just a JPEG. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't use the font resize or anything. It was fucking horrible. Absolutely How did that pass muster? Because I thought all Kindle books had to be verified and so forth. How did that get through the... I don't know. But it's on the store. You, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't change the formatting on it at all. It was a nightmare to read. If you have one of those tablet Kindles where you could do the pinch zoom thing, the ones that were an actual Android tablet, I'm sure that would be fine because it would be smooth. But on one of their e-ink Kindles, you just couldn't. It was unreadable. 
Squally websites do nothing but induce incoherent rage. Use buds to browse the web on a site of Grace Amiga 2000, drop on the good luck with that. He says, Let's check the Twitch chat because no, there's nothing on Twitch. No, no one likes us on Twitch. No, which is weird because the first time we did it, we had all our viewers from Twitch. Yeah. It really varies. Uh, so, anyway, on that Martha Free French, shall we yeah. end up? So, if anyone wants to watch you on the Suffolk Skazus. I uh, will see you in a fortnight. And it's the countdown to North Korea. It's when we die. <laughs> yeah. So until then guys, see you next time. Yay. Oh I'm in danger! In danger! Oh, oh, why are shields are off? I know. Your laptop likes telling you that things are dangerous, don't they? First your fan is balked. <laughs> Everything's are gonna explode. It's like it's like a sort of nineteen seventies self safety video, isn't it? It's a fear monger. <laughs> this per- this is John. John believed his laptop was safe. Unfortunately, little did he know that the fan was going on it. John is now dead. <laughs> Yeah, dramatic sort of explosion noise and the screen freezing, it all sort of whites out very slowly. <laughs> and then it's like, and then just like a close up of a, of a grave sort of John and his like Burt Mains laptop sitting on it. It's like, oh no, poor John. <laughs> <laughs>